Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Basketball's great, man. Like my question is because I just got back into basketball. So I used to watch it in the nineties. And my memory's so bad. Like I'm like, I think I I'll tell my wife. I hadn't, like, watched, I hadn't watched the Celtics in a while and I was like, didn't the team used to be mostly white? Yeah, it did. <laughs> um it's like, wasn't Larry Bird on this? I don't right. know if I um fucking I was like, I'm yeah, I used to watch basketball every once in a while, I'm pretty sure. And then my mom <laughs> I was talking to my mom. And I was talking about it. She's like, oh, you watching basketball again? That's cool. And I go, yeah, you know, I, I, I'm I, getting really into it. And she goes, yeah, in the 90s, I mean, you had like four basketball posters of the Celtics and you never shut up about it during the season. And I go, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> she's like, yeah, you were way into basketball. I was like, she's like, you were into basketball more than baseball. I was like, when? <laughs> I was like, I don't even remember. That's so. like, Shut up, whore. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> Gee, that's my mother. Um, I guess I had a Celtic. I had a Larry Bird poster. Of course. Um, because I'm from Boston. <laughs> um, don't they usually have that enshrined like next to Tom Brady? Yeah, it had, you know, it had like the Catholic candles below it. Right. So. The rosary. Uh, right. And then I had. Oh, uh, three-pointer. I had the current. <laughs> Celtics team which don't fucking ask it, it was I think we're talking about like 95 96 and um it was post I, no, 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 like 93 <laughs> or 90 yeah 95 96 and then I, I also did of course because it's the 90s I had a poster of Michael Jordan of course doesn't matter what team you like <laughs> poster of Michael Jordan respect the game oh and the dream team oh of course yeah the dream team the first dream team God, the one was... where um, Barkley was the highest scorer yeah. no one likes to forget that yeah Okay. I oh, what was what was it was it Mad TV? I think it was Mad TV with that one uh that the black guy on there used to do impressions of Barkley and um mm-hmm. Shaq. And he, when he would do Shaq, he'd have that one eye going kind of off <laughs> to the one side of the <laughs> What was his name? Oh my god, Er Eris or something like that. And he used to do or he put the ball cap on and he'd be like doing Charles Charles Barkley and then doing Shaq. 
And every time he did Shaq, he'd have one eye kind of like drifting off to one yeah. side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I guess I was a, um enormous basketball fan. Oh. And then I asked her, I'm like, well, why did I, do you remember why I stopped watching? And I get, she said that she has a theory <laughs> that the longer we were out here, I just felt like I didn't want to watch a different team. And then I just felt it wasn't it wasn't as easy as it is now to watch another state's team. Well, I don't think Arizona didn't have one when you moved there, right? Did they? I don't think it I don't, did. No, Phoenix Suns have been around for a while. They've been around since like the 60s. Oh. Um, or maybe just nobody heard about them until nobody cares about them. <laughs> until um, like the but, 90s. <laughs> yeah, I was really big. Like, I'm a Celtics fan for life. Fuck you, mm. I guess. And my mom said that I just stopped. Well, maybe, the, I'm thinking no about the, maybe I'm thinking about the Cardinals. That could be what I'm thinking about. Yeah, the Phoenix Suns were founded in 1968. The Cardinals that I was never into football, but Cardinals. Cardinals, the Cardinals were a expansion team, I think. Oh, God damn it. It tells me about the St. Louis Cardinals. <laughs> yeah, because nobody, nobody looks up the yeah, Arizona Cardinals. Nobody cares. Um, founded in... Oh, yeah. There's, they were like... They're founded in 1920. Yeah, because the Cardinals came from a different place because yeah. there are no Cardinals in Arizona. <laughs> so <laughs> it's um, I think we just bought a low rent team or something. But um, but yeah, so I guess that's happening again because I was fucking into it. And then today I was watching the Celtics game and um, it's Sunday, by to, the way, in case you guys are like you're listening. Yeah, you're like going, what today? Uh, well, this the the game I watched was the was the final game of the sweep. <laughs> the uh, Philly team and um, I was just I don't know who the players are anymore like I know the Suns players and stuff but I don't I don't know the Celtics so I'm just watching like damn they're fucking playing great dude those third last 30 seconds of that game was dragged, the longest fucking 30 fouls, seconds fouls timeouts I'm like can we fucking end this this is just disrespectful because <laughs> la- uh, last night I was watching the Laker game and um, fuck dude the Lakers just tired out Portland like you just see them and they just ran them. By the end of the game, you see like, oh yeah, they're looking tired. You see them, it's like, okay, we just got a little bit more to go. Come on, let's do it. And then just like, you know, and they took LeBron out at the end of the third quarter and then put him back in the last half of the fourth quarter. <laughs> so <laughs> he's all rested and shit. Um, but like the the very end of the game, like, you know, it's like, okay, a couple seconds left on the clock. You know, it's like, all right. And then they just kind of hung back and then passed the ball to each other. I'm like, that's all you have to do. I don't understand why you guys suddenly have to decide to go up the middle to add something to your score. It's like you're just fucking off. Like, yeah. And then fouling them and then giving them free throws. I'm like, that's how you lose a fucking game. Like your coach should be like, fucking, you know, start smacking people in the back of the head with the clipboard going, fucking just hold the ball. <laughs> don't do shit to it. I think, I think the Philly coach is nervous about losing that job. Oh, well, I heard that. Oh yeah, I was um I was on Twitter and then after that they were he was he was trending and so was the um the uh I guess the general manager who I guess never really general managed before because they were saying, you know, um uh oh yeah, because the, they said, "Oh yeah, they're rebuilding or some of this so respect the process." And everybody's like going, "You fucked up the process." And they're saying, "Yeah, the coach is going to go, but it's a deeper problem." And they were yeah. calling and they were calling out the general manager. And because I guess they made spent- it, they made it to the playoffs, but they made it to the playoffs because they have some really talented players. Yeah. But the 
the organization is weird. Well, they were saying like, that they weren't the, efficient at all. They were missing most shots. Yeah, they said that the problem was is the owner, um, the owner of the team, uh, is uh, meddling. They mm-hmm. said instead of letting the general manager do that, and they think I think they said that they tied up most of their um, money on two of the players and kind of fucked them up and stuff like that. So did um. Warner Brothers buy? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> buy the team? Is, no, is, it, um, is it owned by AT&T? Like, I'm just kind of... <laughs> this isn't a sports podcast, so I'll probably wrap this up. But, um, yeah, I mean, now I'm sitting there going, okay, well, it sucks that I got back into basketball when it's ending. <laughs> so now I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to do in between. And my friend goes, well, we'll just watch football. And I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> I try. No offense, football people. I've tried many times. I just get bored. It doesn't help when you live in Arizona, too. Yeah, you don't like, really have a team I love root rooting for. for the home team for real. And I, I root for the Suns all the time. But every team we have is trash. <laughs> for a variety of different reasons. I don't know what's going on with the Suns because they got some talented players on there. But it just, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Although they were killing it, but too little, too late. All right. You know, so it's like, like where the fuck were you three months ago? <laughs> right. Arizona doesn't have like dynasty teams or anything, you know, like some of these other. And I'm not saying you can only follow a winning team, but a team that looks like they're trying. I mean, even it does. They don't even have to win. They just have to look like they have signs of life. That's yeah. really all you need. Like the diamond. I stopped watching baseball. Like, it's depressing. My two baseball teams have been playing like hot trash. And I'm just like, I'm done. I, I can't, I, I'm not going to just suffer. You know, it's just like, whatever. Yeah. yeah. The, yeah. And like this year, and it's like, you know, we're going to probably be in for the same rude awakening that we were in all the other years. But, you know, Dodgers were, at last I looked, they were leading the, the league in wins and losses. Mm-hmm. And so, but and Steve is a giant dick because he's constantly <laughs> reminding me how great the teams are where he is. And I'm like, yeah, well, L.A.'s stricken with poverty. So fuck you or <laughs> just get mad. Yeah, we have a lot of homeless. So, yeah, yeah. it's like, um, OK, L.A.'s <laughs> LA's COVID problem is significant compared to other areas. <laughs> it's like, all right, bro, we were talking about sports. <laughs> you know the carbon footprint L.A. leads? <laughs> like, wait, what? You know, L.A.'s illegal immigrant problem is significant. All right, we have some issues, okay? <laughs> All right. Well, welcome everybody to the Lazy Geeks, a weekly podcast that takes an unfiltered look at geek and pop culture and removes all that clickbait clutter. We're thinking so you don't have to. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. (laughs) Oh, shit. Oh, man. The only fucking LA team (laughs) worth a damn is the Mighty Ducks, motherfucker. You already know. Oh I'm God. I'm worried for the Lakers when LeBron retires. It's one of those <laughs> things, and it's not just the Lakers. This has happened to many teams. Well, the Lakers were trash. Um, the Lakers were trash when um, Kobe retired. That's true. Yeah. The, th- the thing is, is LA has that money. They're they're the Yankees of basketball. Let's be honest. 
Not not saying they're trash. The Yankees aren't trash either, but they just have money to throw around. Yeah. So they'll be like, I'm going to get a good player on the team. So they got LeBron and Davis, who I think are the two shining stars over there. And my man with the fuck, the, the ball dude, number eight. That's that's my homie. <laughs> I just like that cat. But I'm, I'm serious. When LeBron fucking leaves that team, I'm worried. Hmm. Yeah, well. Gonna- They'll just, you know, I mean, right now, I mean, it's kind of cool because it's like, okay, well, if LeBron retires, at least, you know, we still have the Clippers. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, what happened with, uh, I heard there was a tragedy <laughs> this weekend. So, so I got bored <laughs> and uh, I decided, because, you know, what happens when you get bored or something doesn't work, you just reinstall get Windows. Careless is what happened. <laughs> well, you, you reinstall Windows. Right. So my toaster didn't work that morning, so I reinstalled I mean, I Windows. I play a video game or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so my electric toothbrush died, so I decided to reinstall Windows. And um, <laughs> so it was. It, I had downloaded a bunch of stuff and was testing stuff, so it started to run a little slow. It's an older laptop. And I didn't have a whole lot on it as of this point. So I decided, well, I'll just reinstall Windows and just give it a good clean and then go from there. Um, so I reinstalled it. And there's a program that I use. And if you know anything about screenwriting or stuff like that, there is a screenwriter program called Final Draft. And I've been using it for years. It's currently on 11. And I had bought 7 and then upgraded to 8. So that tells you kind of how long it is. And they don't upgrade every year. <laughs> and... um I think it's been two years and they're still on 11, if it, if it gives any indication. Well, I, uninst- I deactivated it and then uninstalled it. And then when I went to reinstall it, come to find out, oh, we don't support 8 anymore. So you can download 9, 10, or 11, and you're kind of on your own. And it was a digital download, too. It wasn't a, di- it wasn't a disc. So I was like, well, that fucking blows. So... It's eighty bucks to uh, upgrade to um, to eleven, which I kind of want to do um, because they actually have dark mode for screenwriting. So it's like all black and the letters are white, which I was mm-hmm. like, ooh. And they're like, yeah, you know, because a lot of writers write in write at night, and you know, worst thing, and then a white screen. And I was like, ooh, that's kind of cool. Uh, so I I, opt, I was like, shit. Well, I don't really have eighty bucks that I want to blow on that. But so I was like, fuck. And I had some scripts that were halfway through and that I saved on OneDrive. So I ended up deciding to go, well, let me see of any free alternatives. And the first one that I came up was called Trelby. T-R-E-L-B-Y. And it's free, completely free, and open sourced. And when you use it aesthetically, it looks just kind of like a word, like a word file. And uh, it has, it has, this one doesn't make sense. I don't understand. It has two toolbars, one along the top and then one along the side. Two's better than one, bro. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there are only two things that are worth better than two guns and chicks. So that's right. You know, and that's hashtag facts right there. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, and I, so I was like going, oh, I don't know. I guess. So I ended up going onto YouTube as you do when you go to research (laughs) And um, so I looked at a couple of tutorials and reviews, and uh, basically everybody was like, you know, it doesn't have all the frills that Final Draft has, but I was just looking for the basics. And it has basically everything you kind of need from Final Draft. And the cool thing is, 
imports and exports in the various uh, PDF and all the various, because um, there are other screenwriting tools, but it also exports in those files and imports off of those files. So all of my final draft files can be imported on this on this program. Oh, cool. So I can go into those. Plus, they actually have a better a better thing. When I um, when you work on a like a draft and you're going, okay, I'm going into a second draft. Sometimes you want to pull scenes or dialogue from the first draft and use them in the second. Final draft isn't really that good for that. You can minimize the windows and have them kind of both side by side, but it's not really designed to do that for some odd fucking reason. Um, but they actually have tabs in Trelby. So you can toggle between the two, um, the two tabs and then, you know, look, copy, paste or whatever and stuff like that on there. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I kind of like that one. So, so why, and, and this is just me asking a question. Why can't you just write a script in a regular word program? Why do you need a special program to do the, it? The benefit of the special program is because there's certain margins and the, the, the program, because I used to write these things when I used a typewriter. Okay. So you, oh, Jesus. yeah, you had to, you have to do the manual spacing. So if you go into a word doc, you know, if you're writing the benefit of a screenwriting program is it actually does the formatting for you. So then you can just concentrate on the story. Cause a lot of times when you're writing this, I have to do, okay, all caps here. And then, and then when I get into the action, it's like a regular word doc, but then you got to do the, the dialogue. So then you have the character's name that has to be center of the page. And then you have the dialogue, which is kind of like a, a shorter uh, paragraph that's a lot narrower, but flows down the middle. And you have to keep hitting space or tab or reset everything and then go through that shit. But when you're using a screenwriting program, all you have to do is mostly hit either enter or tap. And then it, it automatically formats it for you. So you can just sit there yeah. and worry about the script as opposed to actually worrying about the, um, worrying about the formatting. So... It's easier that, but if, if some people are like, well, I, I've always kind of wanted to try that. Trelby is actually a pretty good program to do. And, uh, and it's, like I said, it's free. So, you know, it, it's a, it's a really, really good, um, a good alternative. And then it kind of makes you wonder if like, okay, yeah, this is something that then you can opt to getting because final draft is like a almost 200 bucks brand new, like full spanking brand new. But if you're upgrade from an old version, it's like 80 bucks, but it, it, so yeah, but everything. Well, Trelby, Trelby sounds like the better, more cost-effective. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like two hundred bucks. Like I, I don't mean, know. That just seems a little out there for a fucking. <laughs> it's basically a, a you know a word processing software. Yeah, but you know, hundred bucks a year for Office. You know, it's like okay. Yeah, that's too much too. <laughs> so, but you know, it's 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 good. So now on my laptop, I'm using pretty much everything's open source and free. So I've got Libre on there, Thunderbird, GIMP, um, Trelby, and... Uh, it took me over a decade, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, uh, it's... Um, th- there are free alternatives. Now it's more free alternatives that actually work well. Because, bef- you know, you go back five years, there's still stuff that was like, okay, but it wasn't always great shit, like great alternatives. Yeah, but like, not- I mean, there's always a learning curve, but I mean, you know, you got to put the work in, you know, mm-hmm. it is what it is. Um, but like GIMP and um, LibreOffice and stuff, they all work fine. Like I've, well, I know people use them 
Yeah. There's a lot now nowadays, like especially with LibreOffice, because I was looking at videos just two years ago about stuff that you needed to import, you know, add exp um, extensions to it. But a lot of the stuff that you used to have to add extensions to are now built in. So, but know. even then, like I like I remember back in the day when I was using LibreOffice, you would install LibreOffice, you'd pull up the tutorial, and then you would spend 15 minutes just setting it up, and then it was just as good as Office. Right. Yeah, I think just a lot of people don't want to be bothered. They'd rather throw money. Like, ah, oh, fuck that. I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you but know, it's, which is fine. Yeah, but it's also sometimes, you know, depending on what you're doing, stuff like, well, I just need this, and then... You know, you don't have spell check in there or the like one thing I thought was kind of dumb that it never had in there that you always had to import was a dictionary. It was kind of like, really? You kind of you have to import a dictionary because it's like, you know, and now it's built into it. I think that just recently happened because I think I pulled it up last year and I had to install it. Because that's a very that's a very open source thing. Like if you tell someone who's always used open source software, like, why would I have to import this? Their, their answer is going to be, why are you bothered by that? <laughs> like, it's just, it's like a different mentality. Like, it's just like, just fucking import it. Like, don't worry about it. <laughs> like, they'll, they'll look at you confused as fuck. So it's, it's, you know, it is what it is. But nowadays it's, it's getting a lot more polished, um, just because it's easier to do so. And you have more people working on them and stuff like that. Cause th I think that's what you, you lack with the not paying for things is polish a lot of the times. Like, like Audition and Adobe look really fucking cool and or just like Steve said, there's a there's a dark mode and you know what <laughs> I mean? Like it's the it's the polish, it's the the look and feel of it. Which is, you know, just as important. If you're gonna use a program all the time, you should like what you're looking at. Cause like GIMP, GIMP is an incredible tool. It looks like it was made in <laughs> two thousand six. If that but you know, it that doesn't bother a lot of people, but some people that might bother them. Okay, fine. Well that's yeah. their money, they can go buy Photoshop. Yeah. I never and, hate on nobody. Use whatever you want to use. Yeah, and with GIMP, it's like, yeah, once you get once you get through that learning curve, and it has a lot of, um, I think I've said this before, there's a lot of things that are easier on it, but there's a lot of things that are also harder on it. So, you know, it's the trade-off. It's like, oh, well, I can't do this in Photoshop, or it's really difficult to do in Photoshop. Oh, but it's really easy in GIMP, but the other stuff that you need is kind of harder to do in Photoshop. Yeah, so really, it depends on what kind of projects you're doing Right. at that point, you know. Yeah. So, so it's like... Yeah. um. But, you know, once you figure it out, I mean, you know, GIMP's pretty, you know, GIMP and, you know, Trelby and, you know, the only thing that, like, I have between Audition and um, Audacity is that because, you know, Audacity is, like, open source, you don't have the ability to shorten, like, for, for, this, for this particular podcast. If you, you know, you listen to this show long enough, you know there's a commercial break. But unfortunately, the way... Our, the way my bank account works is mm -hmm. um, no the way um, Anchor works is you don't upload a full thing in there you upload parts so if you have more than one commercial you gotta upload the parts in be, um, before and after so this show I have to upload in two separate files one before Back. the commercial and one after the commercial and uh, so when you're doing audition you can cut but like for this show, it's easy. You cut, you cut one, render it, and then re-enter, and then make the cuts for the second half. In Audition, I don't have to, you know, import the file again. I can actually just click, um, drag and slide to narrow up to where the commercial commercial ends, and then drag out the rest of it. 
you know, but in audition, you have to cut it. And then I would have to take it out and then re-add it again, re-add the second part and know where my cut is. So I think the biggest takeaway here is if you've never used Photoshop, if you've never used audition, never use them. <laughs> right. Because then you won't know. You won't be used to that. <laughs> right. And then you won't be like, oh, I missed that. Nah, fuck yeah. all that. You use GIMP and use Audacity <laughs> and pretend that's the only thing you can use. Yeah. <laughs> don't and switch. you'll be fine. No, what the takeaway is, don't switch programs. <laughs> that's exactly. You're using one, you're going to stick with it for life. <laughs> exactly. No, I definitely, you know, I'm not trying to throw shade at all, but I, I think... Um, but when you I'm know, the one doing the editing, you know, it's like, <laughs> right. I mean, use, and that's the thing is if you're, if someone is doing work and they're willing to fork over the dough for audition because they feel it's, they're more comfortable in that workspace, by all means, like, why would you hate on somebody for this? their money? Yeah. You know, let them use it. I'll give I'll give Steve shit sometimes, but that's just because I like giving Steve shit. <laughs> You know, it, it, audition. And then is, I gave him shit too because, you know, LA teams always make it to at least the playoffs. Right. <laughs> I mean, listen. <laughs> listen. Sometimes, sometimes I get mad when I'm talking to people about sports. And they're Phoenix. So I'll be like, yeah, I'm from Boston. Because um, Boston's a way more important sports town. And I'll try this. Like, you ain't been there for a long time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, audition's been an alpha since um fucking 1987. <laughs> it works, but I mean, it's it's such a pain in the ass to use. Um, I used to. It's easy if you're just recording something, but even then, like I would try to. Well, remember you recorded with your uncle, and didn't it crash on you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, I'm they, so they, mad. I've read, I've read, and I've heard reviews saying that it's gotten better. I've I've been playing around with it, and I haven't had it crash. But they always tell you. Always save it in the process I'll, if yeah. you're making changes. But, of course, when you're recording, it's hard to do that. Yeah. It works. It, it always worked better in Linux because mm-hmm. when it was crashing all the time for Steve, I was running Linux and it didn't crash once. It ran perfectly. But then it, it has a weird thing in Windows where if I start Skype first and then oh, I start yeah. Audacity, <laughs> it will kill the mic in Skype. That's what they were saying. Like, greedy little bastard. I, like, I, you I can share the, it. I was, I was watching videos where they're like, oh, yeah, and by the way, if you're going to record into it, you know, turn on uh, um, Audacity before you do anything else. Yeah, <laughs> they, because it just takes it, it takes everything. And it's I, like, I, I, when they said that, I started rolling because I kept thinking about, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> Adam so would many have fucking to call times. Me back. Adam would have to call me back because you have to start. So <laughs> now I don't record anything, so I don't really fucking care. But, but they also got some really cool skins now. Uh, that look, yeah, I always ran it in dark mode because yeah. it looks cooler. With orange, uh, the orange wavelength. Reminded me of Winamp. Went back went, in the oh day. my god god i haven't that was oh my, my that god. was my music player bro i loved winamp i remember winamp yeah i don't i think i started yeah i think i started using that oh until i got itunes then i started using itunes as my it what was the saying it, it slaps the llama's ass or some fucking weird <laughs> shit stupid like that I, oh my god that's been fucking forever since winamp oh, speaking i heard they were coming back but then that's the last I heard. They've been saying they're coming back for a while Dude, now. The like thing is, it's coming back for what? <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, the music scene's completely different. Yeah, because I remember, so, like, five years ago, I heard that, like, oh, Winamp's coming back. I'm like, for what? First, for what? <laughs> yeah, it, it makes no sense. Unless they're going to start a streaming service or something, and even then. <laughs> even then, yeah. But, uh, so, <sighs> fuck the future, okay? <laughs> 
I got nostalgic the other day. And I was on the Ebays. On the Ebays. Which is always – a lot of people have issue when they're on Amazon. Like, oh, my God, I, I have no self-control. Mine's eBay. I can be on Amazon all day and not do shit. If I go on eBay, I'll buy something. Dude, like – It's ridiculous. I'm, I'm text. Adam and I are texting. He's like, oh, you know, I just saw this right here. Like, oh, why do you need – do you really need that? Dude, back in the day. And then like two seconds later, I just got it. <laughs> yeah, I just copped that shit. No big deal. <laughs> so I bought an original – Game Boy. Yes. The <laughs> DMG, as they call it. The big fucking brick one. And the reason I bought it is obviously nostalgia. Let's keep it real. But um, I don't know. I just – I I think that this this little th- – I'm holding it, by the way. That's why I'm saying this. You hear me <laughs> clicking it. Um, this little thing is just one of the most impressive – game consoles to me when you take when you take into account when it came out obviously it's not very impressive now but if you for 1989 this blew everyone's fucking mind mm-hmm. like everyone was tripping tripping I, my mom bought this for me um or bought me one of these in 92 <laughs> i think they came out in 89 she bought me one in, in 82 and she bought me one game and it came with Tetris because they came with Tetris. Um, and she bought me, uh, I think, Zelda Link's Awakening. I know. So hold on. So I know that's the game she bought me. But I don't remember when Link's Awakening came out. So it came out in 93. So she bought me the Game Boy in 93 then. Um, so this thing changed my life. <laughs> I was like, because back then I didn't have a Super Nintendo yet. I, I, never, I didn't get things right away. Like I, I, we were that rich. Um, but I had an NES still. And I and they were still putting games out for that bitch. And I was, I was getting down with that. So to have an NES basically in your hand was a trip. <laughs> like how I couldn't, I couldn't wrap my head around it when I was a little kid. I think I was born in 84, so I wasn't that old. Um, so anyway, I never had a, another Game Boy. I think I've played other Game Boys from friends, but I, my mom was like, I bought you a Game Boy. It still works. Uh, there's no reason for me to buy you another one, um, which sucked. But they were they were built to last. I mean, this one I have here. So I opened it up because I, I wanted to refurbish it. So the, what I did is – and I'm, I'm going to actually put together a whole – it's you know it's not anything new. People have already done this. But I'll, I'll put a whole thing, I'll, thing together with picture. I've been taking pictures every step of the way. I'll put it on the website. But um, I took the whole thing apart, um, scrubbed the case um, clean. The fucking board looked brand new. Like this thing was built amazingly. And um, I joked main, when he sent me a picture of the way the screen in the front looked. I'm like, oh, the the COVID boy. <laughs> yeah, it looks it looks sickly. It, it really did. But um, the screen works, but it has a couple dead pixels. I mean, it's 30, 30 years old. Um, but I found out stamped on the board. This particular one was put together in September of 1990. So it's one of the earlier ones. And um it was yellow because plastic does that after a while. At least the plastic they used back then. Yeah. But what you do is you put it in high, you submerge it in hydrogen peroxide, and then you're supposed to put it in UV light. But I'm like, I live in Arizona, so I just put it outside. Mm. Um, and eight hours later, it came out looking brand new. Um, and I put it back together and all that. So I'm probably gonna do. 
I was going to do like a full like crazy thing with it, but I, I think all I'm going to do is this one kit, 70 bucks, but you could put a backlit um, screen in it that up it upgrades the screen. Um, so I'm probably going to do that and then upgrade the um, speaker because the speaker in these are notoriously quiet <laughs> and tinny and just shitty sounding. So I'll probably do that and then just have it, you know. Just for the nostalgia, I, I ordered Link's Awakening, but it got delayed. I was supposed to get it on Friday, but it's coming tomorrow. Um, and I'm fucking ready. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm excited to have this little thing. And it's so funny because this thing is not impressive anymore. You know, but the nostalgia for, for the original Game Boy is incredible. Like, you tell people, hey, I got an original game. They instantly smile. Like, oh, shit. Like, I remember that. You know, or some crazy shit. You know, so a lot of my friends are a little younger than me. So like, oh, I had a Game Boy Color or I had the SP. Like I never had an advance, the Game Boy Advance. I asked for one. My mom told me to fuck off. So <laughs> mother of you year. know, <laughs> thanks, mom. Because <laughs> to her, my, I had that kids today. They don't understand how good they have it. I've told my kids like when I, I told my son, I go, you asked me for a PlayStation. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> like I know exactly what you're talking about. I, everything to my mother was a Nintendo because I asked her for an, a super Nintendo and she bought me a Sega Genesis. And now I didn't, you know, I wasn't an asshole kid. I'm not going to sit there and go, you fucking got it wrong. I thanked her, set it up and I was happy for what I got. And then I became a Genesis kid, which is the alt culture of video games in the nineties when you're like Mario, <laughs> whatever. But I had a game boy. So it was kind of weird. Um, but yeah, dope. That's all I'm saying. I have a Game Gear shell, but I don't have a Game Gear. I just have the shell. So, you know, start a museum. No big deal. What do you think of my, my Game Boy? Are you jealous? Uh, well, it was funny because like Adam's like, oh, yeah, I'll fix this. And then I, then I kept making jokes like, so you're going to add a, uh, uh, the wireless controller and the uh, 8K? It's gonna turn. <laughs> Hold on, maybe I can get it to do the chime on the mic. Hold on, because all it will do is the chime. Because I don't have a game. Wait for it. <laughs> <laughs> when I first heard that, I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and I'm spent. <laughs> like I came. Oh my god! No, it's cool. I was like, when you got that, I was just like, "Oh, here we go." And, then all of a sudden he's like, yeah, I got that. And I've ordered the kit too. So, I mean, he sent me those side-by-side picture of how it looked before and after. It looks, it looks pretty good. But I did tell him that I go, what, you're going to play one game and then you're going to put it in a museum? And he was like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm going to play. And then he's like, no, you're probably right, though. I'm going to probably <laughs> end up having well, a museum on it. The thing is, is I was going to – I was – I can get like a cartridge that you can load like ROMs on. And then it will run different games. But I'm like, I'm down to play it. The only thing is, is that the only thing I'm not nostalgic for is the fucking screen (laughs) because it's trash. It's a dot matrix screen that's always green and doesn't have a backlight. Mm. It's basically like a really bad piece of paper, (laughs) you know, so I'm going to upgrade that. And it's an easy it's really there's only soldering involved. it, It replaces the whole um, there's two boards in here. There's the Game Boy, and then there's the board that has the screen um, and the controls and the speaker. 
So all the like add-ons basically from the actual game system, right. um, that board gets completely replaced. So um, you have to solder the speaker back to it, which is two fucking wires. It's really not that complicated. Um, I'm going to do that. And that's going to be an, it's an IPS screen and you can change the color. Like you can have a different hue. Like you can go to have the original green or you can have it be blue or purple or whatever the fuck you want to do. And then it has a backlight. You know what I mean? So that would make the experience a lot better because I don't really need to play games that have high graphics. I'm not, I've never been that type of dude. Like I was playing the Minish cap the other day for two hours <laughs> on my computer <laughs> Game Boy Advance game. That game is hard, by the way. The fucking thing was pissing me off. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's that's what I've been doing. I, and I told you, I need a project. This is in the house shit. I need something to do. Yeah. You know, so this is my my thing right now. So leave you alone. <laughs> uh, but we'll see what happens after the after the fact. I do plan on beating Link's Awakening again on the original Game Boy. <laughs> Just with the upgraded screen. So that would be fucking dope. And I do plan on doing it in public. Just so people can kind of do a double. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> Just to be a dick. My COVID mask on. <laughs> Your COVID sitting mask. on a bench. <laughs> you know. Oh, shit. Uh all right, so as we do every week, before we get into our main story this week, it is time to jump into some news. All right, so first off, Google Drive may have a way for hackers to trick you into installing rogue code. System administrator A. Nicosi has told ha- the Hacker News about a flaw in Drive's quote-unquote managed versions feature that could let attackers swap a legitimate file with malware and and oh, la, 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 i just have a stroke you're right yeah i'm like <laughs> wait did i just have a stroke <laughs> all right uh the cloud storage service reportedly doesn't check to see if the file is of the same type or even enforce the same extension an innocuous cat photo may be a program in disguise uh, the online preview doesn't hint at any changes or raise alarms, so you might not even know there's a, there's a problematic file until you've already installed it. Chrome seems to implicitly trust the drive, the drive downloads, even when other antivirus programs detect something is amiss. The approach could be used for spear phishing attacks the, that trick users into compromising their systems. You might get a notification of a document update and grab the file without realizing the threat. Nikosi uh, said he notified Google about the issue, but that was but that it's still unpatched as of August 22nd. Uh, Ngadget had asked Google for a com- comment. This would mainly be useful for attacking companies that rely on Google Drive for sharing documents, but that and that's because that's increasingly common. The description also suggests that this would require a significant change to drive's version control. For now, the best solution may be to use antivirus software and be wary of Google Drive file update alerts, especially if you weren't expecting them. I mean, this this feels like a very old warning for a new <laughs> problem. Like, you're not supposed to be open and shit. You don't know what it is. Right. But uh, it's weird that it's coming from Google Drive. <laughs> <laughs> 
Because doesn't Google Drive have they it supposedly has a built-in scanner? Supposedly, that's what at least yeah. they were they touted in the beginning that it was supposed to be one of the safer ones. But then again, anytime you say, "Oh well, this is safe," everybody the internet always goes challenge. Accepted. Hold my beer. Yeah. yeah. I mean, good for them, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least if you do something when you go into like like if you're trying to put a you know an exec uh, an execute file in there like. OneDrive says, uh-uh, sorry, can't do that. Yeah, no thanks. Yeah. Thanks, bro, but no, we're good. Because <laughs> I know if you try to download a large file from a Google Drive, it tells you, hey, man, this is too big, so I didn't scan it. So right. it's your own risk. <laughs> but uh, it shouldn't do that for a photograph, but whatever. Don't download things that – don't download from questionable places, yeah. okay? That's uh, straight from 1996. <laughs> <laughs> so – TikTok's path to staying alive in the U.S. apparently include, includes taking the government to court. In the wake of Reuters' report, TikTok has confirmed to CNBC that it plans to sue the Trump administration. I love how it says sue the Trump administration and not sue the U.S. government. You ever notice that? Yeah. There, there's, there's been a disconnect in the media now where they don't say U.S. government anymore. They say Trump administration. Well, I mean, they, I mean to be honest, it was his executive order. No, I know, but it's just funny to me because they've never done that before. There's the Bush administration or the fucking Clinton administration. <laughs> you know, they're like, he's not in our, he's not with us. Is basically <laughs> how it feels. Um, over an executive order banning transactions with parent company ByteDance, the lawsuit could be submitted as soon as next week. A TikTok spokesperson said the company made a good faith effort to find a solution, but that the administration had instead ignored facts and, quote, tried to insert itself, end quote, into discussions between private companies. It had, quote, no choice, end quote, but to turn to the court to challenge the order and guarantee that both the firm and users are treated fairly, according to the representative. The social media giant has reportedly had a number of potential buyers for its U.S. business that would keep it running, including Microsoft and Oracle. I didn't know Oracle was in there. Um, it's not certain how well a lawsuit would fare. The White House is convinced TikTok is a threat so long as China-based ByteDance has a stake, and it's likely to push that angle in court. TikTok may have to um, ally those A-L-L-A-Y. Have to ally those concerns? Allay those, yeah. Allay those concerns? Whatever, in Gadget. Um, (laughs) Even as it argues that the order is a violation. What, did they go to one of them, you know, elite colleges like Boston University? (laughs) Yeah, must have. Um, Are no guarantees the lawsuit will accomplish that feat. So... This whole TikTok thing is a mess. And honestly, I'm in the school of thought. I know it's kind of conspiracy theory-ish, but I'm in the school of thought that this whole TikTok thing is really just a distraction. <laughs> like Trump just wants us to pay attention to this yeah. and not what he what other shit that he's doing. Like the post um, but he's really not doing much. Yeah, the postal system and stuff like that. But the postal thing's kind of falling apart anyway. Um either the whole negative part of it because it's so out in the open now that yeah. everyone's like, Oh shit. Like it yeah. seems like people are backpedaling. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think if it's not a distraction, it's just Trump being an idiot um, and picking on weird things. Like it's just weird to me. Like you're picking it, on TikTok. Yeah. It's like, really, this is one of the hill you want to die on. Like, well, that's the funny thing is you're picking on TikTok, but your buddy buddy with like, 
Middle Eastern fucking dictators that are we know are shit. Yeah. It makes no sense to me. Like your 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 foreign policy is weird. Okay, <laughs> like who cares about fucking TikTok? It's a, TikTok's a spy. I what mean, are they spying on? Sixteen year old? Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, leering, <laughs> you know, is one thing, but you know, yeah, what is, that's different. I still love that meme of like, uh, what was it? Uh, oh, with Bill Gates, where it's like, you're not worth microchipping. Microchipping proved me wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, this this also this article kind of leads me to believe that um, penning a deal with Microsoft or Oracle is not working out. Like it's not like I'm not saying it's not going to happen, but it isn't immediately working out. Yeah, because because why would they threaten that? You know, I think be, uh, yeah, it could be that. I heard that even I think there's even Google's talking about maybe you know being interested in it or something like. In the end, Facebook's going to end up owning it because you know they've already started their clone anyway. So I'm like, well, let's just TikTok and then you know. Well, yeah, Instagram. But Instagram's always had. It wasn't like TikTok, but it was a um, – they have stories and shit. Yeah. You know the funny thing with um, Instagram? So Instagram a few years ago, they added that whole you're all caught up part oh, yeah, where it would yeah. say you're all caught up. And they did that for anti-addiction because they were getting called out for people being addicted to Instagram. So now they still have that. But because the, the fucking competition with TikTok is so heavy and Facebook owns them now mm-hmm. – um, they now have where if you get to the all caught up, it starts giving you an endless stream of random things. <laughs> it never ends. It's just like TikTok. It uh-huh. never ends. Mm-hmm. And I remember one night I was looking. People don't really – I don't follow a lot of people on Instagram. I'm, I'm not on Instagram that much. So I was realizing I'm like, I've been on this thing for like eight minutes. <laughs> I don't know any of these people. <laughs> like when did they start doing this? And you can't turn it off I don't think. So it's fucking weird, dude. <laughs> and it sucks too if you want to look at someone's oh, like oh, I, what was that again? You want to look back at it? Oh yeah. And and it, it's gone now, unless you click on their name or whatever. It's just but. like Facebook when you go when you go and then you you accidentally you go into an article, then you come back and then it refreshes and you're like fuck, forget it, figured ever find that again. I gave up on Facebook. All Facebook is is people yelling about politics. Yeah. Or turning and, everything and, into politics. And. The only person I will tolerate talking about politics all the time is Steve. After that, I don't want to fucking hear it. Because <laughs> I feel like Steve's my friend, so I have to listen to him. <laughs> but I don't have to listen to everybody else. <laughs> my Twitter feed's so funny because um, I don't follow a lot of political people. I do follow AOC, and um, I don't follow Trump. I I don't care what he says. Like I don't, I don't know why people follow, are so fascinated. I don't, I don't follow him either. It's just he ends up on there. So then when I comment, I don't want to comment on the person who retweeted it. I go in I click yeah. into it and comment on that. So like my stuff is always um it's like video games and silly shit. Some D and D stuff or whatever, and then every once in a while there's Steve fighting the good fight. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, Oh shit, what's happening? <laughs> I know I got I, I know I got an FBI file now. Like that's <laughs> Because I don't think, I don't think Steve uses Twitter for anything but Trump bashing. Let's be let's be honest. No, I use it for. News I don't see stuff. you comment on nothing else. No, I if I do, it's on through the Lazy Geeks. Oh, okay. On the Lazy Geeks because that keeps the Lazy Geeks pure. I do keep it pure. 
<laughs> unless it's something I'll, Adam, I'll comment sometimes too. Unless it's something that Adam and I have talked about on the show, then I'll retweet or yeah, say something or some, on that. But for the most part, I keep it clean on on the lazy geeks. I'll and, comment on the political stuff too, but I feel like Steve and I have different goals. Where mm-hmm. I just want to be funny. <laughs> I'm not. I don't really care if I so have a it clarity. De- it depends. It depends on. It depends on me. Sometimes I'll just make a, you know, like, oh yeah, how's that working for you? Um, or you know, that I'll I'll say something. But it's usually because you know I'm just like, oh, you people. He makes me fucking laugh on Twitter. <laughs> he comes with the hot zingers, fresh <laughs> off the skillet, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like I'll just be. I'll read and I and and if you're used to Twitter, you read what's below the tweet first so you you don't if you want to get it in order right (laughs) (laughs) so if i see it's a shared tweet i instantly read the one below it first so i'll read what it says and then i read steve's thing and i'll (laughs) 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 fucking bitches (laughs) y'all weren't ready for steve that's what that was (laughs) (laughs) but like oh my god what was it it was um oh it was during the dnc convention this week because Trump was tweeting in all caps after Obama's speech. All caps. And everybody's like, why are you shouting? Well, that's, like, that's how you show you're telling the truth. <laughs> and he's, he was tweeting. And then I just replied with, um, with uh, Obama looking in the mirror with the sunglasses on and then just smiling. I'm like, I'm just like, that's, he's living rent free in your head, dude. Like that's. You should have been like, can, can, whose grandpa is this? Please pick him up. <laughs> Oh, somebody! When he did something, somebody went, "Who hurt you?" (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny, and and the um, the and 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 when I say Trump followers, I'm not saying Republicans because there is a distinct difference. Yeah, you know, and and I think people need to realize that. But the the hardcore Trump followers, they they make no sense now. Like more and more in that, more and more of them are just the QAnon people and just people that are completely brainwashed. It's so funny to watch. Like I, I don't even get upset anymore. I love, I love when someone, and it's a MAGA hatter, it always is, you know, and it's always, and it's, you know, this whole block and they put your, as in Y-O-U-R, and then somebody just replies Y-O-U apostrophe R-E. Like that's that, yeah. Like that's the whole thing. It's like you know. All right, you you don't know the difference, so obviously you're you're an idiot. There was a comedian that I just found, um, and I sent to the Adam. Oh my God, I'm blanking his name right now. Uh, but he's uh, an uh, an Indian comedian, and he was talking about trolling Trump supporters, and he said that he went on. He says this woman said told me to go back to where I can, go back to. Uh, n- n- Namish Patel. Yeah, Namish Patel. And he goes, go, go ahead. He said, go back to um, Iraq. And then he was like, okay. I mean, if 19, in 2002, that would have been like a perfect zinger because, you know, 9-11 just happened. You know, he's like, but it's, 20, it's 2019. Like, he goes, and then he goes, I looked at her Twitter profile and all it said was conservative Christian mom. And I looked at that and I thought, oh man, that's too much information. <laughs> and I was thinking about it, I go, that's true. I go, conservative Christian mom tells you more than what you need to know about this person. <laughs> it, like, it really does. And he goes, and I just sat there and thought, how could I ruin this lady's day? And so I just said, I'm praying to Allah. And everybody starts laughing and he looks and he goes, 
Oh, because she had a picture of her and her son. And mm-hmm. then he goes, and I, I pray to Allah that your son becomes gay. It was perfect. <laughs> it was so perfectly constructed. It hit all three points in one sentence. Exactly. And it was great. No, I've, I've met, um, I have to say this, but I've met many Republicans, either online or off, who are Republican, like m- mostly economic, like they're concerned about, you know, free health care and how what the effects of that is and stuff. And, you know, I get it. You know, yeah. that's fine. I mean, they're legitimate but, concerns. Yes. Yeah. But then they also are like, I don't know what's going on with my political party these days. Like, they, yeah. you know, anyone with some sense or who's paying attention yeah. well, knows that the, the fucking <laughs> somebody's burning the drapes in there because it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, there was one guy I saw, I think it was MSNBC, and he was a, a former Republican. Uh, he's only former Republican because the party's just platform shifted so far. Yeah. And he says, he goes, you know, after this, I would not, he goes, when Trump loses, he goes, I would not be surprised if we have a split in the party. And it, he goes, another split that become that brings about a new Republican Party. He goes, well, because, I heard a lot because of Republicans he said that were, it would be like the Whigs when the Whigs split. Yeah. I heard a lot of Republicans were going to the um, Libertarian, but they were a more mo- like almost moderate Libertarian. Yeah. Well, that's what – I mean these Because Libertarians are kind of wacky. Yeah. I mean I wouldn't be – I've thought that too. I've thought that like I would see this as like a major reason to split because the Republican Party has embraced the QAnon, the, you know, the, the, the racist and stuff like that, which – you know, people always say, oh, well, Trump changed it. It's like, no, Trump didn't change this. The Tea Party changed it. Yeah. After, after Obama. Trump just allowed it to happen because well, it worked in his he favor. He fostered. He, he kind of yeah. fed it because the Tea Party, and by the way, when we talk about geek, we're also history, you know. Um, it's, it's interesting because the Tea Party came out of the Obama administration. The reason the Tea Party came out of that is because um, hardcore Republicans, basically extreme right, felt that the Republican Party was being too moderate. They were willing to compromise with Democrats to get things done because, you know, that's a bad thing. Yeah. And uh, and so the hardcore re- Republicans started out, um, created the Tea Party. Problem is with the Tea Party, the Tea Party became the uh, the avenue that extreme uh, extremists got in there. David Duke, leader, the former leader of the KKK, a lot of you know, hardcore right wing, right wingers got in there and it subverted the party, drowned yeah, all it them. started with good intentions. Yeah, like most things start with good yeah. intentions, you know, but the, the, the path to hell is paved. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, you know, so the, the the Republican Party with the desire to win back everything, plus when Obama got a second term, they wanted to win back so bad they embraced everybody. And that yeah. became a problem. And well. The Republican Party to me nowadays, if you really look at it, they've completely endorsed fear mongering. Yeah. Like they, they're terrifying people in telling you like look at the conspiracy theories that are out right now. The the QAnon shit, the yeah. sex Democrats are all in sex <laughs> trafficking rings and right. this and that. Deep state it's all, and all that shit. It's all fear. Uh-huh. It's to get the people who are and I'm not saying stupid, but just less educated people yeah. who, who don't really they just trust what people say to get to freak out 
Because yeah. before the Republicans used to have it with gun control. Oh, yeah, they want to come and get your guns. That gets the base in there, you know. And the problem is it's not working like it used to because of the Internet. Right. Because, yeah, the Internet can be a, a dumpster fire sometimes, but it does utilize correctly like any tool. It makes you – it makes the populace more educated. Yeah. And and a lot of people, are especially younger, and we've said it before, the younger people are like, this is foolishness. Yeah. This makes no sense. They know how trolls work, so they know, you know, they know how to get their point across. And, and I think, I think one last point that from me, and then I'll, I'll let you talk. I'm sorry, I keep interrupting. Um, the, I think the Republican, not the, not the decent Republican. And I say decent as in decent human beings who happen <laughs> to be Republicans. Not these right. whack jobs. And the Democrats have whack jobs too. Oh, let's yeah. keep let's keep yeah. it straight. Um, but. I think there, you you, t- you see Trump and he's talking about you know doing the post office shit, and he even mentioned he's like I don't know maybe we'll have to postpone the election which he doesn't have the power to do, right. but you know it, it's coming from a place I really do think that the teenagers today when they turn eighteen are not gonna vote for me, they're not gonna vote for the alt right Republican Party, they're just not. Yeah. Like they're 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 a different breed of human being. <laughs> like I'm sure there's a few in there, but they most most teenagers nowadays are more alert to what's going on, the more accepting of of other races, other religions, other whatever. They don't even think about it yeah. half of the fucking time. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you go with that, you look at that and you think like, you know, so many people grow up in multicultural schools, neighborhoods now. That it's like you have families. friends, families, yeah, you have people that just, you know, oh, I don't really think of you that way, you know, and it's like, and, you know, or have, you know, gay, transgendered, you know, whatever, what have you. And to them, that's normal. Yeah, the, the, the thing is, is that the writing's on the wall. American society doesn't match the government. Yeah. And I think... That's why they're kind of running scared and they're scrambling and they're trying to say, oh, everything that's winning right now is evil, <laughs> you know, and you really you really need to fight against it, fight the good fight. But it's like the problem is, is everybody is fighting the good fight. That's why you're losing. Yeah. Well, it's like um, you hear like, um, what was it? My brother and I was uh, were talking about how, you know, he's really fighting for the evangelical vote because now he's talking about religion and shit like that. And then he threw out this tweet that says, oh, the DNC, remo- they did the Pledge of Allegiance every be- at the beginning of the DNC. I, I, watched, I, I watched it kind of like in the background, the DNC, because I was doing stuff on my computer. And so I had it on as background noise, but I was listening to a lot of the speeches. And he said, he goes, oh, yeah, he goes, the DNC removed under God from the Pledge of Allegiance. Didn't have video, of course. Just threw that out there. And that's some foolishness anyway because Biden is very – I wouldn't say heavy, but he makes it very known <laughs> that he's he's religious. <laughs> yeah, he's a Catholic. He's a practicing yeah. Catholic. And even news media outlets were post- posting collages of the Pledge of Allegiance and then showing like PBS, ABC, CBS, yeah. all of them showing under God. And it was funny because uh, Julie Louis-Dreyfus hosted the last night of the convention – and she go and she's you know and she's throwing zingers. Oh my God, she is pounding the shit out of Trump. And she goes, yeah. And she goes, you know, Biden is a pra- pra- is a practicing Catholic. He goes to church without tear gas and military. 
<laughs> yeah, and I was like, ah. <laughs> uh, all right. Anyway, moving on. Anyway, we we completely derailed. <laughs> thank you, the thank news. you for coming. Thank you for coming to our TED talk. Yeah. Uh, so, facing higher production costs due to the inclusion of 5G hardware in this year's iPhone 12 series, Apple is attempting to use less expensive components in other areas, according to analyst Ming Chai Kyo via Mac Rumors and Apple Insider. I, li- I like the inflection you put I try. on that last syllable. Yeah, yeah, I try. It's respectful, is what it was. I liked it. <laughs> try not to butcher too much. Right. <laughs> um, so one of the biggest cost reductions is believed to come in, come from battery technology because, of course, it would. Uh, Quo says Apple is reducing the number of layers in the battery board and placing cell components in smaller areas. The result in a battery board that's 40 to 50 percent cheaper than the iPhone 11's equivalent part, uh, according to Quo. And next year's iPhone batteries will get further will get a further 30 to 40 percent price decrease due to additional design changes. Apple mm-hmm. is also said to be trimming battery costs for third-generation AirPods released next year by switching to a system-in-package design similar to what's used for the AirPod Pros. These changes won't offset the 5G hardware alone. Quo believes that including millimeter wave technology into the iPhone will cost Apple between $125 to $135 a unit, plus $75 to $85 for sub-G gigahertz, I'm sorry, sub-6 gigahertz, um, but between this and the reported decision not to include a power brick or earphones in the box, it looks like Apple is doing what it can to, to reduce costs across the board. This year's iPhones are expected to be available in October, a few weeks later than usual, although it's unclear whether Apple will stick to its traditional September announcement. Now, a couple weeks ago, I brought up this, this story about talking about um, Apple not including Apple, and I think Google was going to do, uh, was it Google or Samsung? Well, one of those was going to, was considering not adding a power brick and... Um, I think it was Samsung. Yeah, and or earbuds to to there and everybody on the tech screen was sucking dick massively they were just sitting there going oh well that would be you know they might be doing for ecological reasons and back then it was like no they're not doing it for economic ecological doing it for economic reasons exactly they're doing it for economic reasons because yeah 5g the price of the phones are going to start to go up so they're going to start to do stuff to keep it down because people are already kind of throwing a hissy fit of a thousand dollar phones so to be to be honest dude like I'm not thrilled about it, but I really – if I'm just speaking from my perspective, I don't really care. Like I know it probably sucks for someone like, oh, um, I've never had an iPhone before. Let me switch over. OK, yeah, that's going to suck because yeah. now you got to buy a charger and all that. But the way my setup is like I already have a fucking fast charger. I got a wireless charger on my desk. So if I bought the new iPhone, it's I don't it's not going to affect me. Right. I already have AirPod Pros. I'm sucking all kinds of Apple dick over here. So it's not going to affect me to have Air. And who fucking uses the, the, the fucking earbuds they put in the box? Those things suck. Actually, I, I, I mean, comparatively, that one comparatively. They sound good, but they never stayed in my ear. Oh, yeah. Well, that's just me. Yeah. Mine, mine stay in, in my ear, but they sound better than the, the ones that came with the, you know, Samsung. But those Samsung ones are fucking garbage. Yeah. but one of the things that my concern is is that if you're going to release a new iphone that say goes from the lightning port to a you know a usb-c 
Yeah. The first generation of those phones should come. Yes, absolutely. With a new, not even the, not even the bat, not even the, uh, the power brick. Just because those are usually just USB connected anyway. But, but come with the wire. Come with just the USB um, cable. Here's the thing to keep in mind. So I, I have a iPhone 11 Pro Max. No flex. This is part of the fucking story. The charger, that's the one, the, the, I think all the pros come with um, fast chargers because my son has an 11 and he doesn't have the fast charger. Mm. Um, the fast charger, the wire is a lightning to USB-C and the USB-C plugs into the charger. So I think they're already planning for that shit mm. because if they switch to USB-C, which they're not switching to USB-C this year. Right. They've already said they're not. But if they were, let's say they did, just for in a fucking alternate universe, they'd already be set up. Yeah. They could just provide the wire, which is worlds cheaper, and I'm already set in, in stone with it. Yeah. So it's kind of fucking weird, like, how they plan it out. But honestly, I do agree with you. If you're going to change the whole port up, which I really hope they do it soon, as soon, let's get off of just – I need – everything else I have is USB-C. Right. You know what I mean? And it's just Apple's that one. And I do have those times where like I'm in the car and I need to charge my phone and my wife has a Samsung Note. So I'll be like, oh, I need to charge my phone. She's like, I hope you brought a wire. <laughs> and I'm like, ah. But, um, but yeah, I agree with that. But onto the battery thing, um, I'm happy they're trying to lower price if it translates to lower prices for everybody else, which it probably won't. But I also am happy that I won't be upgrading this year. Let them sort that out. Yeah. Just in case there's any issues. Because I don't upgrade every year. So it's – um. why would I? Somebody asked me recently, like, oh, they dropping the iPhone 12. I'm like, I know. And they go, you're going you gonna to pick it up? I'm like, I just got the 11. <laughs> I don't need to have the newest one right the fuck away. Like, my phone is still shiny. Like, <laughs> it's not necessary, dude. Right. But then I don't know if I want to get the 13 either because that's, you know, it's 13. I don't know about all that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, maybe maybe they'll come up with some reason to be like it's the 14. Why the 13? Why not the 13? Because it has 14, whatever's in it. Well, I mean, Microsoft completely denied the existence of nine. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you know, you could do whatever the hell you want when you're popping. <laughs> well, because seven, eight, nine. Remember? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyways. Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy, very comic book name, by the way, like it, um, recently spoke about the future of the Star Wars franchise now that the nine-part Skywalker saga is complete. Thank God. With creator <laughs> George Lucas's original story, which had which had been the focus for most of the company's creative energy for so long, finally complete. Uh, Kennedy says, now we're stepping back. Speaking to the rap, Kennedy explained that, quote, stories have been told within the universe over the last 40 odd years. And there's now the realization that this is a mythology that actually spans about 25,000 years. When you really when you really start to look at all the different stories that have been told, uh, whether it's in books and games and quote more quote, I'm sorry. Uh, we just need the time to step back and really absorb what George has created. She continued and then start to think about where things might go. 
that's what we've been what we've been doing and we've been having a great deal of fun doing it and meeting with lots of different filmmakers and talent there's so many fans out there and so many filmmakers that have been influenced by star wars so, for so long that it's a fantastic opportunity to get a sense of who wants to be a part of this and that's what we we've been doing that's what they've been doing she said that like three times Beginning, um, this is the end of the quote. Beginning December 22nd, 2023, Disney has three confirmed dates for upcoming Star Wars films. But next up, with regards to the sprawling shared universe, is season two of the motherfucking Mandalorian, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, that I, I ad-libbed a little bit, but the Mandalorian, <laughs> which premieres she in didn't, October. She didn't say motherfucker, baby. You know, the motherfucking Mandalorian, baby. That show is fire, dude. I love that show. Um, Kennedy Kennedy sees streaming shows on Disney Plus as a highly integral part of the Star Wars universe going forward. Um, quote, I've already seen evidence of it, she says. The ability to be very character-driven with extended storytelling and connected storytelling. I think this space offers us a great opportunity to do that. There is also an Obi-Wan limited series in the works, which was originally set to be a movie. The show will take place eight years after Revenge of the Sith and will be directed by Deborah Chow, who helmed episodes of The Mandalorian. She she fucking directed some of the dope ass um, episodes too. I can't I can't name off the top of my head, but she she's pretty fire. She was supposed um, to uh, she was supposed to direct the the Star Trek four, but then they were kind of they that's when Paramount and mm-hmm. them didn't know what to do, so Marvel pulled her away. Our, um, Lucas Marvel came away. in fucking listen don't let talent hang, hang in the wind too long because exactly. Disney will come in and scoop <laughs> that up um, Joby Harold also recently signed on as a writer for the series even though its production has been on hold since the beginning of the year I mean it's been on hold for obvious reasons um, so I am extremely and Steve and I have already talked about this many times over many years mm-hmm. I'm very excited to hear this coming from um, from the president of Lucasfilms. <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> I, had to, I had to look. I forgot her station. I didn't want to say the boss um, because this is what I've been wanting from Star Wars forever because Star Wars is so dope. But we've only been focusing on one small part of it. Yeah. And, and to me, what she's saying here is, is like we can make Star Wars much like Star Trek. Right. Where we're expansive. We're talking about the universe, the politics. Flesh it out. Fleshed out something going on. I know what the races are. They're not just random things in the background, you know, and stuff like that. And and that's something that I'm excited to see. And if I've seen hints of it lately with the books and everything kind of being interconnected and and stuff like that the mandalorian i mean this fucking show's amazing you know and they're they're coming out with i know they're going to come out with a new animated one um and stuff like that so i'm i'm happy to see that they're saying look we're going to take some time take a breather and really get this shit together we're not just going to keep churning stuff out and i think a lot of that has to do with disney because when you got that disney money (laughs) you got a little bit of breathing room she probably went and told Disney, listen, let me sort this out so I can make good shit and not just churning stuff out for money. Because the last two um, Star Wars movies were a little controversial. They made money. But you can kind of see if they kept going in that direction, it was going to get worse and worse and worse and worse. Like response from the fans. But Star Wars fans are kind of – they have a toxic – subset of their fan base let's just say that 
Star Wars in DC. Relax. Okay. <laughs> but um, I still haven't seen that last movie. So I'm excited to see this. What do you think, Steve? Um, I'm actually cool with this. I, I was been waiting for, I mean, I'm, I'm cool with the Mandalorian like that. I want to see the Obi-Wan one. I've been waiting for that for a long time, but I need, I needs, I needs to see, needs mm-hmm. to see a, uh, a, um, uh, old Republic movie. Yes. Knights of the Old Republic. They needed just the story was fire. Just make a fucking movie. Exactly. On that. It's like follow the game and just make that movie. It's like it's right there. You know what the best um, that, Star Wars that trailer movie I, that trailer for that game where you have all the Jedi fighting all the Sith. Oh my you god! You know, it's like, dude, there's your set piece. You have a set piece right there. <laughs> Honestly, the best Star Wars movie I've seen in recent years was Fallen: The Fallen Order. Yeah. <laughs> the game, the fucking story was great. I mean, Do you play that yet? Uh, I've started it. I haven't finished it yet, Game but it's dope, dude. Dude, yeah, I had to. Turn I haven't it, finished I, it either. I had to turn it down because <laughs> I'm a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I turned it down too. I was getting my ass kicked. <laughs> I thought, well, let's see. Okay, yeah, I need to do this, <laughs> and I still get my ass kicked. It's one of those games where you have to do something over and over again until you do it perfectly. Yeah, that, it reminds me of um, after I was after I nearly threw my my controller. Um, I realized, oh my god, it's it's like Shadows of the Empire for the Nintendo yeah. 64. That Absolutely. was one of those games that was, I mean, it didn't give you a f- easy, hard kind of thing, but you had to keep redoing it until you actually Fallen, figured it out. Fallen Order has a very old school gaming feel to it. Like, yeah, it's new. It has a bunch of shit you can do, and the graphics are amazing and, and stuff like that. But the difficulty, it's not harder than it should be but it has that like we're not holding your fucking hand here right you know you we're giving you jedi abilities figure it the fuck out exactly you know that's how i kind of felt (laughs) (laughs) it smacked upside the head a couple times but yeah there was one planet i went to that was like a desert and it has these dudes that just come hard at you and and they're like um they're like sith kind of i don't know it's like a tribal thing but um, they were, I, I was getting my ass kicked. I was restarting a lot. I was like, fuck. And then it's like plat- a platformer too. So like you'll be jumping through something and then you fall off and you just start right at the beginning. You're like, what is it, 1997? It's like, what, do we got a Kid Icarus thing going on here? Jesus. <laughs> um, by but the way, great- 25 years ago today, Paul Rudd introduced the Super Nintendo. I forgot Paul Rudd did that. Yeah, he did that commercial where it goes up to that drive-in and then slams down that fucking uh, Super Nintendo cartridge into the machine. And he was playing like, what was it, uh, F-Zero and like SimCity. I'm like, I'm, I need to cue this up for when the show's over because I need to watch it because I, I remember this when I was a kid. He looks the same, just the floppy hair. He's like a he's fucking got the, vampire. I know. Like, if there's any truth to, you know, celebrities drinking children's blood to remain ageless, it's Paul Rudd. It's so amazing too because I just watched like the little preview when you hover over it, yeah. and they were showing pilot wings, and then they were showing Sim City. <laughs> like, who fucking cares? I guess people cared back then. Oh man! All right. So on the other side of the break, we're going to be discussing. I know we're already an hour, a little over an hour into this, and we're just getting to the other side of the break. Um, it'll be worth it though. That's right. DC had their Fandom uh, virtual event 
And it actually weekend. wasn't disappointing. No, it was. If if is this is what we expected Comic Con to be, which it wasn't. Yeah. So we got a lot of stuff to cover when we come back from that break. So uh, we'll be right back. Ready? Yeah. All right. Welcome back, everybody. So this week was DC Fandom, and I knew it was coming, and I knew they were going to do like. Um, people were gonna jerk off to the uh, to the sneak peek from uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League, but they actually announced quite a bit of shit. So we actually had a different show lined up for you for this part, and then all of a sudden I was like, oh my god, there's like a bunch of shit that they're announcing and releasing, and that they released, and uh, and we have if you're looking in the show notes, we have links to all of those. Um, and uh, I was like, I think we might want to do a show on this. <laughs> <laughs> so uh so yeah so in case you're you live under a rock dc fandom it was a virtual event basically their version of a comic-con and it was all dc uh panels for various projects so they had cast of like wonder woman 1984 suicide squad um i think they had B- black adam so the rock was on mm-hmm. uh cast from teen titans or titans sorry teen titans uh and all of that there so and they also released teasers and trailers and stuff like that so i was actually really impressed with some of the stuff that came out so i guess we're just going to kind of hit these in order and uh so and just kind of discuss our impressions or talk about Mm -hmm. the news that actually came on some of those so first one to drop was wonder woman 1984 so this trailer's a trip because they completely flipped the fucking script off the other trailers. Right. Cause they they introduced um they introduced Cheetah, but it was the person in the trailer all along. And I guess I just forgot her fucking name or whatever, because I was like, oh wait, she's Cheetah? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the hell's happening? <laughs> Kristen Wig, yeah. Which yeah. is funny because she's known for comedy, you know, and here she's playing the villain and 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 we also figure out too that how steve trevor comes back yeah you know it's like i'm giving you all of your fantasies and steve trevor comes back and it looks like he's going to be a, a little more of the comic relief in this one um which is cool because i like well, it's Chris- going to be like a fish out of water kind of thing yeah. for him too and uh <laughs> i like that we're gonna fly nobody's gonna know oh i forgot radar <laughs> He's like, they're not going to shoot at us, are they? <laughs> it's like the way I fly, they'll never see us. <laughs> I thought shit was funny. But it looks really fun. It, yeah. it looks... Um, Cheetah looks pretty good. Cheetah looks great. Like, I was like, that's pretty That's pretty solid. Um, so we'll see how the fight scenes go with that. But the special effects have never really been... They're not... The special effects for the big budget movies are pretty solid nowadays. Yeah. So I, I don't think as long as they don't go overboard with it, it should be fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was pretty impressed with it. I'm I'm excited to see it, especially because it's set in the 80s. Oh yeah, and I just like the 80s. <laughs> it's actually set in the year that I was born, so I'm excited for that. Right. That was the year that Steve turned down um, 37. So <laughs> nice. Because you old motherfucker, just in case you get that. <laughs> Well, at least I wasn't born old. Um, I was. <laughs> <laughs> My back hurt the day I came out. I was like, oh, fuck. The day he came out, he was like, all right. 
<laughs> the day after um, when we were when my mom was leaving the hospital, she came to go pick me up from the thing, and all the babies just are laying in the bed. I was sitting in the chair reading the Times, <laughs> smoking a cigarette, drinking a cup of coffee. <laughs> like, are we leaving? What? <laughs> what are we doing? Late for my shift. I'm like, are we gonna go or? Oh man. Uh, next one wasn't a trailer, but it was because I guess it's it's still kind of in post production, but. The new Suicide Squad movie, yeah. which was directed by James Gunn and has a couple of familiar faces, Rick Flagg, uh, Harley Quinn, of course, Captain Boomerang, and Amanda, and, and Amanda Waller. And yeah, and then they had a, a shit ton of other characters played by visually recognizable actors. Um, you had, uh, I mean, you had Nathan Fillion, Michael Rooker, uh, <laughs> and characters like Polka Dot Man, mm-hmm. <laughs> King Shark. King Shark looks pretty cool. King Shark looks badass. Um, uh, former doctor uh, Peter Capaldi's playing the thinker. Yeah. Uh, so, like, a lot of cool stuff. And then you kind of get the feeling from it that it's going to be, it seems like it's going to be an R-rated movie. Because, like, a lot of, like, the people in the, in the behind the scenes uh, is just kind of, like, uh, it's like a trailer for the movie, but not really a trailer. It just kind of talks to you about what um, what James Gunn was planning, and you know some of the stuff you get to see. Like a Har- featurette, yeah, and you- like that shit they used to put on DVDs. Yeah, and Harley Quinn's new costume. She's not yeah. wearing short shorts anymore, guys. So right, she know. looks like a human being now. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> she looks like how a woman would be dressed. Well, like she of- chose her outfit. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of reminds me. It's like. I've seen that costume before. I'm trying to remember which version that I, that it's in the game. Is it the game? It's very similar to um to one of the games. Yeah, and um, so it's you, not as tight. Yeah, it was the um the second Rocksteady game. Remember? Oh yeah 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 yeah. And yeah. Then the fr- the first scene when you see her is like in a church. Yeah. And she does a cartwheel, and then Batman <laughs> just punches her in the face. <laughs> but it's very similar to that. But in the game, it was a little more scantily clad and tight. But it it looks just like that color and all yeah so i know and and i knew because it was james gunn she wasn't gonna wear those little booty shorts and you know nah, he and, never does that shit no like what you see in the first suicide squad where she breaks the window and she bends completely over to grab press like nobody you know does that come on what are we doing i mean she does and she's trying <laughs> to get a point across but um that was just random shit but yeah th- i think james gunn's gonna do a good job with this i'm excited to see it and also i think i think he gets the point yeah. That you're not supposed to be taking it too seriously, or it's not supposed to be taking itself too seriously, you know. And it's supposed to be fun. And know? he has another furry character in it. He's got Weasel oh, yeah. in it. <laughs> Fucking Weasel, which is played so, by his brother, who plays the plays Rocket. Yeah, so, might as well. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> when's the new when's the new um that movie coming out? Which one? Oh, shit, I'm drawing a blank. The one with Rocket Raccoon in it. Oh, the new Guardians movie? Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know. That. He was fi- he was going to start film working on that after Suicide Squad. I need that in my life too. <laughs> no, but those are those are some of my favorite Marvel movies. <laughs> Fucking love them, dude. Oh god, yeah. Um. So next yeah. up, Zack Snyder's Justice League. They released. I'm actually a teaser. more excited for this than I thought I would be. I was kind of like, okay, there's a lot of just because they start with Dark Seed or Dark Side. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it uh, looks dope. 
I yeah, I mean it looks it was a lot more interesting than I thought. A lot of images we haven't seen. Uh the new Iris West, mm-hmm. you know. Is Iris okay? Yeah. <laughs> I know when I saw him like protect pull her from the car, I was like, is is she is Iris okay? Like we need to know is Iris okay? Um So yeah, I mean there was a lot of a lot of different stuff. We kind of see something random that happens to Cyborg's dad. Um, mm-hmm. which was, which was a little interesting. Um, uh, a lot, it just looks like a lot more backstory. Yeah. Um, and I think the way they're doing it is smart where it's going to be a, Four like hour. almost like a mini series yeah. for one hour episodes. Right. And I'm, I'm excited. I mean, I like the justice league movie. I know it was kind of, you know, it wasn't the best movie in the world, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. I thought everyone played their role very well. Um, just Warner Brothers meddled in it too fucking much, but um, it looks like maybe they're you know they're calling it the Snyder Cut, but I think they're just trying to hop onto a trend. Yeah. Um, they're just adding the deleted scenes in. Well, you know. actually, no, it's it's a little more than that. They're actually, according to oh, Snyder, they're fleshing out some ideas that Snyder had, didn't they? Well, no, because Snyder did a version, and he hadn't done a lot of the the final rendering for stuff but yeah. when they brought in joss whedon he reshot a lot of the movie and according to snyder he's not going to use any of the existing shots from that movie so he goes and he he'll it most likely will be if there's some shots that were filmed like um they'll probably go back to the original coloring I know, like so. Basically, this is the version of the Justice League that we would have seen if it wasn't would have seen if he didn't have because it was something he had a family emergency or his, something. Yeah, his daughter committed suicide. Oh, well, guess that's that is an emergency and that's yeah. shit. Yeah. So I know he left off the set. So that's kind of an interesting take on. It. It's like okay, well, this is the movie we we're supposed to get. Right. So whether you like it or not, this was the movie that was supposed to happen. So I'm interested to see that. And I can't wait to hear the DC fanboys oh, after after this because they've been clamoring for so fucking long about this movie. And then it's like going, Didn't, weren't you the same guys that started the petition that wanted him out of the universe after BVS? Like They don't know what the fuck they want. It's so funny because Steve will get upset when the toxic part of the Star Wars fandoms acts up. And then I come in with the DC. Like I'm just like, fucking stop it. Yeah. Like, it's like, be happy that shit's happening. Exactly. You know, you know what I mean? Like, and people are already talking shit, and it's like, whatever, dude. Like, I don't even give a there fuck. Was, there was somebody I read in the comments who actually was a voice of reading. He goes, you know, I could have given two shits. He kind of sounded like it was one of us that posted the comments. Because <laughs> he was like, I could have I given two shits about this Justice League and Batman. They go, but after seeing this, I'm interested. Now I'm going to wait till the movie comes out before I form a decision. And I was yeah. like, yeah. That's how it's supposed to be. You know, like I'm, an adult. Yeah, I'm not going to sit there and do a YouTube video on how it failed already just based off of these random images that I just saw. But people do that because it gets them clicks. That's all they... Yeah. People like to be outraged. And, <laughs> and we've talked about this before. Like, people will find any fucking reason to be upset about something. Like the whole Trump thing. Trump says something stupid, and then there, he'll he'll spend, what... 10 seconds saying something dumb and then people spend fucking 15 days complaining about it. It's like, we know it was stupid. He's Trump. Who cares? Just make fun of him and move on. Yeah. <laughs> Get a one liner in there and fucking dip. <laughs> well, it's like, what was it? Um, somebody had posted, um, 
Oh, yeah, that um, Trump's chief of staff said that Donald Trump means, reads more than anyone I know. And then I just replied, fast food menus don't count. I saw that. <laughs> and also, too, what does reading have to do with being intelligent? Yeah. Don't we all know how to read in this country well, for the a, most there's part? There's a lot of people that read the quote-unquote read the Bible but don't necessarily follow it. Thank you. But you know what? Let's focus on this DC. Okay. <laughs> Derailed. Um, oh, so big news that came out earlier this week, mm-hmm. which I was actually happy for. Um, not only is Michael Keaton returning to as the iconic Batman for the new Flash movie, which is supposed to be Flashpoint, uh, Ben Affleck will be returning as Bruce Wayne in the upcoming movie. And uh, so... Can we just take a pause here and say how fucking intelligent it is to have Flashpoint be the movie? Because they can <laughs> they could literally rewrite everything yeah. and organize it all. Exactly. Which is That's what a typical we, DC we, move. Yeah, but. which which I was which I was gonna say when you said that I was like, yeah, because look at the shit that DC throws out and then says, Oh, we need to clean this up. Let's DC have some type of get, event. Like, really inflated. <laughs> And then they go, ah, fuck all that. Uh, Flashpoint. <laughs> <laughs> so the, uh, the director actually said this um, in regards to, uh, to Affleck coming back. His Batman, um, his Batman has a dichotomy that is very strong, which is his masculinity because of the way he looks and the imposing figure that he has and his jawline. But he also, ha- but he also has, ve- um, but he has also very, he's, but he's, Oh, but he's also very vulnerable. He knows how to deliver from the inside out that vulnerability. He just needs a story that allows him to bring that contrast, that balance. And according to the, the Vanity Fair story, which um, is the link in the show notes, Affleck got the script at the end of last week and agreed this week to join the project. Ooh. So uh, he says uh, he's, very, he's a very substantial part of the emotional impact of the movie. The interaction and relationship between Barry and Affleck's Wayne will bring an emotional level that we haven't seen before, the director added. It's Barry's movie, it's Barry's story, but their characters will be more re- um, will more are more related than we think. They both lost their um, their mothers to murder, and that's one of the emotional vessels in the movie. That's where Affleck's Batman kicks in. I bet you um Affleck's Batman's gonna die at the end. I I uh, yeah. I kind of feel it. I kind of feel it. Especially if it's Flashpoint. Yeah. And then they're going to bring in um, the new guy. Yeah. Because at first I was like, please don't try to tell me that Affleck's supposed to be the adult version of um, Twilight over there. I can't remember his fucking name. He deserves more respect (laughs) than calling him Twilight. Robert Pattinson. um, Thank you. Um, Because they, especially when you, we'll talk about that trailer in a minute too. But they're dramatically different. You can't convince me that's the adult version. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, I mean, you also have Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne. So obviously it's going to be multiverse. We're seeing different verses and stuff. So that's going to be. I think the best move is to kill off all the universes that don't have Michael Keaton as Batman (laughs) and just do that again. Bring back Tim Burton. Um, and let's get it going. Let's see. Okay? Let's let's just de-age Michael Keaton. I also need Michael Keaton in the suit where he can't turn his head. <laughs> oh, I know, right? Where he has if to turn his whole body. That, I'm going to be upset. Where he turns his whole body. Yeah. <laughs> Batman. Yeah, I'm Batman. Um, well, what's what um what's interesting, and I thought this was this was great too, was the the concept that 
okay, so you're going to have Bruce Wayne, you're going to have Affleck back as Batman. And I thought about it and I thought like, you know, I really liked Affleck as, as Batman. I thought he, I, too. I really liked him. And I thought that he deserves, if he, this is going to be his swan song, you know, he needs to have one. Like he needs to come back and, and have his character. Not like some of the other actors that we've seen that play Batman. I was like, no, I think this would be good to kind of like, okay, Affleck's not going to take on the role anymore. Let's let this be his goodbye. And I think that that's kind of cool to have. And I'm pretty sure we'll see him, uh, we'll see him do something because, you know, that's just kind of, you know, how he is. Yeah. All right. So that leads us into the Batman teaser. I've watched this trailer four times. <laughs> what are you? Or who are you? Who are you supposed to be? Which, that's a very telling part anyway. So there's a part, and we're going to jump through. I don't fucking care. Yeah. Um, this is towards the end of the thing. Uh, where Batman just is on a street corner and there's like a bunch of thugs and they look to be Joker thugs because yeah. they got a little smile on their face or whatever. And um, the mm-hmm. dude's kind of nonchalant, like, who the hell are you supposed to be? And then um, Batman proceeds to beat the fucking piss <laughs> out of him. Um, and I've seen that sh- that scene in it like 15 times. I kept rewinding <laughs> it. I'm vengeance. And then I'm, but it's attributed to me because it that scene shows that that we're seeing a very young batman starting out because why wouldn't they know who batman was right you know what i mean so it it kind of getting like a year one story? yeah that's what i was kind of thinking because there are people online of course again you know the toxic toxic dc culture is you know over the saying his costume looks stupid it's like something you get at spirit and I'm he like, did look like the crow at the end. I'm yeah. not going to lie. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean... He, but he, because he has black eye makeup on to match his mask. Right, I know. And people always seem to forget that because when you see the Arrow universe, they take the mask off and suddenly their eyes are clean. It's like, wait, you guys have like eyeliner. Like, do you, how, do you take that off before you take off the mask? Like, I don't, I yeah. don't understand. But, um, you know, it, it's like, yeah, but you don't understand the context. And it seems like it's kind of a year one. So obviously he's not... Year one, he was a bit more tortured. Yeah. He, he wasn't... Um, so emo, basically. Yeah, he was. Like, the the year one, and I have it around here somewhere, but the, the year one story arc is great. Like, he's he's just come back um, to Gotham, and he's fucking reckless, Not doesn't have as much experience, getting hurt more, you know, stuff like that. And it was just a really good storyline. So I'm ex- I'm excited to see this movie. I really wasn't excited about this. Yeah, neither was I because I was kind of like, eh, okay. I mean, I didn't have a problem with Robert Pattinson like some people did. Um, I did it first, but uh, but I even admitted, and I admitted to Steve, I go, I have not seen anything he's been in since Twilight. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like the people that have, including myself and uh, some other stuff, that after he did Twilight, most people didn't see him again because he he started doing smaller films. He started doing smaller movies that helped him develop his acting roles. The, basically become a, a strong, there's a, there's a big, there's a movie that came out that has him opposite Willem Dafoe. And, and it's called uh, the lighthouse and really powerful performances. And it's like, you kind of go, okay, so he's like really becoming an actor. And right now he has a movie tenant. He's in that movie tenant, uh, the new Christopher Nolan movie that's coming out this week. And uh, he's in that, so he got the Batman when he was filming Tenet. So it was kind of interesting to me that he actually took this role. Like, I was more surprised that he actually took the role. I think the role of Batman, 
kind of transcends the comic book movie stigma. Yeah. Well, because he's a darker character. It's a he's a darker character. character. There's there's much more to chew on there. And then Batman is so Batman and and even Superman are such iconic American culture things. You know what I mean? It's not like like Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad's dope, but that's just like a bunch of random comic book characters, and it's supposed to be fun. But Batman's usually a very dramatic movie. Something you know, maybe not the '80s and stuff, but something that can be very. philosophical almost yeah you know and stuff like that which i think was why larger actors will will be more and then it always has a rebirth kind of feeling to it because they keep trying to do new ones they don't need to recast superman though yeah i love henry cavill (laughs) um well one of the things like i i particularly like the shot where you know they have that guy's face all taped up Mm-hmm. And uh, you see, like, the cops standing out there looking and and um, just looking up at, and you're like, who are they looking at? And then they come to find, uh, uh, it was Batman. Like, yeah. They were looking at him. So it's. Uh, Looks very gritty and, and realistic, too. Yeah. Like, even his, even um, Batman's, like, outfit, it looks more realistic. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's, um, it's got this whole kind of this art house fucking feel to it. I even told, um, I told Steven, like this kind of reminds me of a less campy RoboCop, Yeah. <laughs> Cause of the level of grit. You know what I mean? Like it was just really, um, I don't know everything, even the font at the end and the coloring and stuff. It looked like what Batman should look like. I like they, I like the way they did, uh, two twenty one twenty. Or yeah. two Twitter, and then with the the question marks, I was like, "Oh, the Riddler!" Oh yeah, and the villain is the Riddler. Yeah. I'm excited for that. Oh, and Catwoman, Zoe Kravitz. Mm. Yes, please. <laughs> Anytime we can put Zoe Kravitz in a movie is a <laughs> it's a bonus. Exactly. But the having and I, and I think we've had this conversation many years ago. The Riddler is such an underplayed character. And an amazing character. And the and most people think, oh, the Riddler, they think of um Jim Carrey, who Jim Carrey did an amazing job with that character for what it was. I mean, right. the movie was silly. You know what I mean? But the Riddler in the comic is fucking terrifying. Yeah. Like he does some twisted shit, you know, and, and a lot of a lot of times he'll he'll make the Joker blush. You know, so it's it's I'm happy they're not trying to redo the Joker. Like I love the Joker as a villain, but we've seen it enough. Let's let's get into some of the the other rogue gallery characters yeah, Batman because has, Batman has a lot of a lot of characters. You know? Amazing characters. Yeah. I want a calendar man movie. I've said it before. <laughs> and he'll keep saying it. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a calendar movie. Oh man. All right. So um apparently years ago we heard that uh The Rock was going to do a Black Adam movie, who in, if my memory is correct, he's a villain uh, or a, a uh, adversary to Shazam, right? Black Adam, so real quick, Black Adam was the original Shazam, um, and he turned, on, he turned on the wizard because he got drunk with power, mm. and then the wizard banished him off of Earth. So when you see him come back, like there's an animated film where he comes back to fight Shazam. He's been traveling in space for like a thousand years to get back. 
and then Shazam. That's why he's like, oh, I need to make another Shazam. <laughs> the <laughs> wizard gave it to the kid. Um, but yeah, but he has been a good guy too. Mo- kind of an anti-hero. Oh, okay. Because he is one of those cats that will kill a motherfucker. So like a um, Punisher. Yeah, I don't know how it currently is, but in the comics for a while, he he actually was um, kind of like a Doctor Doom. He was the king of his own nation. Oh, right. Um, and he kind of kept to himself. Just don't come into his fucking area, basically. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know how he is now. So, uh, so yeah, so apparently it is still happening because we hadn't heard anything from it for a, a long while. So he had a panel for, they had a panel for Black Adam, and he informed the panel that um, he was there, he was on the panel with, uh, um, then he was joined by his co-star, uh, Noah Satino, who plays Adam Smasher yeah. in the film. And they revealed in, the, in an animated tease, if you go to the link on Vanity Fair, they actually give you the animatic tease with the rock voiceover uh, showing Hawkman, Dr. Fate, and Cyclone was announced as Adam Smasher's fellow JSA members. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, it looks like we're going to have a little bit of the Justice Society there. Yeah, so this is going to be fun. But then it looks like it's, it might take a dark turn because um, he's he, uh, Adam in the in the thing was was like um, or Black Adam. I'm sorry, I'm losing my thoughts. He was like they're they're going to do it truth, justice, and the Black Adam way. Yeah, because that's how he is. It's he knows better that kind of attitude. Um, he's fought Superman a couple times, but the, it's going to be interesting and, and I'm excited. But the thing is too, the tone of this doesn't feel very Shazam right? from the recent movie. So I don't see a crossover going on. That's the one thing that DC confuses me about. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah. You know, do these movies connect? Is Flashpoint going to change some things around? Because like, originally Black Adam was supposed to be in Shazam. In one of the yeah. in one of the movies, um, like they also announced Shazam, uh, the title for Shazam: Fury of the Gods, I think, mm-hmm. and uh, and so, and then I heard that there's a possibility that they would cross over at some point, but yeah, th- that tone of the movie would have to change, particularly for Black Adam. So it would be interesting to see how that works out. I mean, unless they do two movies of Shazam. And then get a movie out of Black Adam, and then have a crossover. So I don't know, but it just—it would be. I don't know because I don't see. It didn't really sound like this version of Black Adam's going to be doing one-liners and being silly, and that's kind of how. And Shazam was a cool movie, but it's not a very serious one, right? You know, so I don't know if they if they're going to be existing in the same universe. But we'll see. Yeah, you know, who, we'll who knows? All the 8,000 8, multiverse, you know, movie, yeah. that, all, multi, uh, multiverses out there, you know, who knows? Listen, DC has it under control. Okay, don't. <laughs> we'll figure it out. They got Flashpoint coming, so, you know. That's right. <laughs> Flashpoint will fix all of this. Don't worry about it anymore. <laughs> and then we'll be Rebirth. And <laughs> right. <laughs> and then when that gets kind of weird, they'll do something else. <laughs> what did they do you after know? Rebirth? I forgot. Um, I forget. Oh, God, it was the most recent one, too. Um, oh, I can't remember what re- after Rebirth was because then they 
because remember like Superman was new and then they did another thing which brought all the pat because they try to do they DC was funny with this is they go okay we're going to do rebirth which means we'll give each hero a fresh start so they do the fresh start for about a couple of years and then realize fuck we got a lot of canon that we got to we need to bring back because people aren't happy with it. So then they knew another thing which merges all the universes together into this one. So Superman suddenly has this whole back history and now they're, now they're incorporated the history. It's like, okay, dude, just fucking figure it well, out. It's, I think it was Convergence. Was it that? No, that was an no. event. That was, yeah. Look, DC has another control. Okay, don't, don't. I don't know. I haven't been reading the book. Don't so read don't it. Too, don't read too much into it. You know. Oh well, they had the metal thing, but that was just a big event. Yeah, that, that was, was kind of dope. That actually. was a dope ass event. Yeah. Yeah. Metal. Um, that fucking Batman, <laughs> the man who laughs. Yeah. Fuck out my face. That was scary. <laughs> it's like it's funny because every time I think, oh yeah, there was DC metal. <laughs> just hear Metallica in the background. <laughs> uh. Okay, so uh, Rocksteady announced, well, didn't announce because we kind of knew this a couple days before, uh, Suicide Squad killed Justice League. This trailer has me super fucking hyped for this game. <laughs> this game looks fire. Uh, I mean, the trailer is funny because it's just like, you're kind of introduced to the team, so it's obviously Harley and uh, Captain Boomerang, King Shark, King Shark and Deadshot. Deadshot, yeah. And then... You know, they're supposed to be doing something in Metropolis because Metropolis is going to hell in a handcart. Yeah, but and, she's – oh, Metropolis is being invaded by Brainiac. Oh, right. That's who's in the background. And then you have Waller going – we're just like, oh, no, we lost the – we lost this. Oh, where's – like just, doing shit. Harley's just on the bike pretending. Yeah, she's on the bike <laughs> pretending and she's got her fingers, you know, kicking off cans and fucking Captain Boomerang is just chilling on the chair. <laughs> and – then, uh, then of course, some shit happens, and then they, you know, they start attacking, and then they. Well, Waller threatens them with blowing their heads up. Oh, and they right. go, okay. okay. And they get up and start working. And then a helicopter goes to crash, and then Superman saves the pilot, and they're like, oh, he's here. So, yeah, who, you know, like, okay. And then all of a sudden, fucking Superman laser eyes the pilot that he supposedly saved and everybody's like what the fuck and then, and then you, you notice superman look a little fucked up yeah he looks a little he looks a little a little unhealthy <laughs> he looks a, he looks a little red kryptonite that's what he looked like <laughs> and then i like captain boomerang so did you figure out who we have to kill yet and then they, and they point, just point they point to superman he's like ah oh, fuck <laughs> it was fun it, it looked it looked like the game was going to be and rocksteady made all the those batman ga- i mean they know what they're fucking doing when it From, comes to super and they i know they wanted to make a superman game for the longest time but they it's it's difficult to make a game with a character like superman because he's he's just incredibly op right you know but um as a villain that someone would, you can't control yeah that's different. So, and ac- according to what I read, this is supposed to take place in the Arkham universe. Yeah. So that should be interesting to see how. Well, if it's in the Arkham universe, then that makes sense. Yeah. So maybe it's maybe it's right when Superman turns, when Lois gets, when Lois dies, mm. right when he kills the Joker, because that's when he he takes the dark turn. Mm. So then maybe you'll team up with Batman, because in the Arkham universe, um, Harley teams up with Batman. Oh, yeah, huh? Oh, now I'm even more excited. <laughs> yeah, so this is due out in 2022? I think, yeah. yeah, I think that's when this was Yeah, they to- basically, it was no gameplay or anything. It was no. just an animated short. 
just kind of telling you about it. So but looks really uh, fun and looks cool. Uh, it's funny. The only one that looked kind of like their movie counterpart was fucking Harley. Yeah, everybody else was different. Yeah. Well, King Shark looked. He looked the same, but <laughs> he was King speaking. Shark. It's King Shark. I mean, it's yeah. King Shark. I mean, <laughs> but he was speaking like he does in the comics. Like he yeah. was eloquent. Yeah. You know, and um, that's kind of the th- King Shark's like beast. Yeah. He's not an idiot. You know what I mean? But um, and Captain Boomerang. I've never heard a Captain Boomerang done incorrectly. He's an Australian dude who sounds drunk. Right. So an Australian dude. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love love everybody in Australia. Okay. How's that winter working out for you guys? It's hot as balls here. Right. We do have some listeners from Australia, by the way. I know we do. That's why I quickly was um, – I apologize. The Send comments, some of those the women com- over here every the, once in a while for vacation. You feel me? The contents said on this program were not – they do not indicate in, in any way – yeah. Australia's dope. Oh yeah. Fuck that. I'm just making a joke. All right. So um we also have Teen Titans season three. Uh they didn't say if it was moving over. Well, we know that it's going the new season's supposed to move over to HBO Max. Uh but in this new- I've only seen the first season and it wasn't that bad. No, I heard that season that it got better as it went along. It has a CW feel to it. Yeah. But it's decent. Yeah. You know, it it wasn't a well, horrible show. Well, I think it is produced by the guy that does the CW shows. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it has that same vibe. Yeah, so all man, all the DC cast, all the Titans cast members are returning, except for one who, um, what's his name? He played Robin in the season in the series, and uh, oh, yeah, the, Kern um, Walter, the new Robin. Yeah, and um, at the end of season two, he left the family. But we'll be returning as Red Hood in the new season. Oh, okay. And they're so also going to be a new actor or whatever. Uh, no, same actor. Oh, just the characters. The characters, leaving. yeah, the characters. Oh, okay, okay. And returning as Red Hood. Yeah, because it wasn't. Jason Todd is Nightwing, right? No, Dick Grayson's Nightwing. Dick Grayson's Nightwing. So I think I'm trying to remember who, because I don't think it's Damien. No, I can't I, remember which Robin it is that's there. So many fucking Robin. <laughs> and uh, but the se- series is going to pick up where season two left off, where the they head to Gotham, where they team up with Barbara Gordon and Doctor Jonathan Crane. I'm there for it, dude. And by the way, hey, that's, that's, that's Scarecrow for those of you that don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, he's, a, he's another. He's an underplayed would, villain. He was underplayed until that fucking Batman game, and it was dope. They did that shit correctly. <laughs> like, Scarecrow's fucking terrifying. Batman don't feel – he's like, <laughs> shrug that shit off. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Every time Batman get hit with the Scarecrow Venom, you just see pearls dropping and shit. <laughs> <laughs> just tons of pearls from everywhere. Just follow it. It's like – it's almost like one of those like uh, – you know those ball pits when you jump in the but it's all pearls. <laughs> no, but all jokes aside, in that game it was it was actually pretty intense because you walk down Crime Alley, oh, and you see his parents like laying in the thing. I'm like, wow, like the, that was the most impactful way they they've showed me that because I've seen it about seven thousand times. <laughs> every time, they, every time they remake there. the movie, <laughs> yeah, it was like that was fucking crazy. Anyway, anyway, that's old shit. That's old shit. Uh, and a trailer from Warner Brothers Games March Montreal, Gotham Knights. A trailer for that. 
actually looks pretty interesting. interesting. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, Batman has um, passed away. And I guess there's a protocol because he has a protocol for everything exactly. where it sends the Bat family a video saying, you know, I've destroyed the, the Bat cave's been destroyed. And it sounds like from what he said, he doesn't want people to think Batman's dead. Yeah, um, because, because he, obviously there would be a riot. Would, yeah, crime would um, go and. But he left them like one of his secondary spots. Because he has and, more than one. <laughs> right, because he's Batman. Right. Um, and it looks like it's Nightwing, Robin, um, Batgirl. Who's the other one? Um, oh, uh, wasn't it uh, Red Hood? Red Hood, yeah. yeah. So that. I don't know, man. That might be interesting. Yeah. And downside, maybe they'll do like a GTA style where you can control all, all four of them. Well, the downside is, is it's, it's, it sounds like it's mostly co-op. From, oh, really? Yeah, that's what, I, that's what I've got from what, I, from what I read. I haven't heard anything about like a single-player campaign mode, So, which kind of makes mm-hmm. sense if they do co-op for that. Particular. I mean, that's cool. It's just not for me. Yeah, I won't be getting it. If no, I'm not, I'm not going to hate on it, but right. I just don't, I don't like playing with other people. <laughs> I'm just telling. I'm taking my shit and going home. That's yeah. what I'm doing. The whole reason I love the Batman games is because I'm fucking Batman. <laughs> right. Like I'm not sharing the stage <laughs> with anybody. Uh and then confirmed a two part Batman the Long Halloween. It needs to be two part. The Long Halloween is one of my favorite arcs, dude. So good. They uh confirmed that uh I believe it was supposed to be uh, – where is that piece? Oh, there it is. Um, the Long Halloween Part 1 is slated to arrive in summer of 2021, followed by Part 2 in the fall. No cast- as long as they don't – as long as they don't add Batman fucking Batgirl, it should be great. Yeah. I mean, unless it's Catwoman, then, you know, maybe oh. we can get somewhere <laughs> there, you know. Well. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> anyway got kind of cringy but still um yeah the long halloween if it, and i'll say this right now if if no one has read the long halloween definitely doing yourself a disservice if you're a comic book fan go back and read that one it's so good read long halloween hush gothic oh, fuck it i'm just gonna lay them out um <laughs> the killing joke um some of the some of some young people I've I've talked to a few um, people at my new job actually who are who like are big fans but they've been brought in from the movies yeah and uh, we were talking about comic books and I was I was laying it out because they're like oh Batman seems cool I get I'm like nah fuck the movies <laughs> read this 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 and the, you know like get get that shit gets deep that's also what's the other one I thought it was really good but a lot of people underplay it where he got addicted to a drug. Batman? Yeah, Batman got addicted to and he a little girl died because he wasn't fast enough. Mm. And then he because he was, you know, feeling upset about that, he um he went on some stimulant. And um he got incredibly addicted to it and he basically was going with a drug dealer all the time and the dude was like, "Yeah, I'll give it to you if you do this job for me." Um, and then, but in Batman fashion, he hid, he locked himself in the Bat Cave for like a month and came out all bearded. And he's like, I've kicked the addiction. <laughs> it was fucking great. Hold on. Cause I, it was really good. I don't know. <laughs> it was, oh, wait, I think I found it. 
what's it called? What's it called? What's it called? Just tell me what it's called. It's not called that. What's it called? Venom. <laughs> Batman Venom. Oh, I'll have to find that one. It's a good one. A lot of people don't know about that one. Really fucking interesting. Because hmm. it was like, it, you know, a lot of comics, they try to take on drugs. Yeah. This was like Batman's Version. taking on drugs. <laughs> yeah. And it, it was it was crazy because Batman's kind of vulnerable in this one. Mm-hmm. And it's weird, but they do it in a good way. I mean, he's always vulnerable. If you really, if you're a Batman fan, he's vulnerable all the time. Right. But um, he's vulnerable, but he'll beat you up. <laughs> right. So he can still kick your ass. <laughs> I'm sorry, I kind of went off on a tangent, but I'm just excited about. I didn't know about this until you told me a few hours ago. Yeah, that was because I didn't know about it until a few yeah. hours ago. It was uh, apparently was like, a, what? <laughs> apparently it was an IGM exclu- IGN exclusive. So that's Look how I found IGN. it. Yeah, so I was like, "Oh shit!" That's why I was like, a, "I'm I needs to t-. like like I read it, found out. I I immediately messaged Adam. Like, here I you- actually get a lot of comic book news from IGN. Yeah, they they do a solid job on that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was I was like, "What what what what?" I was caught <laughs> off guard. I went and told my wife. She's like, "What are you talking about?" And I'm like, "Nothing. I just need to tell somebody." <laughs> She's like, well, ha- Halloween? What? You open the door, go outside, and you yell, they're doing a Batman the Long Halloween. Just walk, turn around, go back inside. I showed my kids the trailer to the Batman movie, though. They were, and they were hype. Yeah. They were like, oh, shit. <laughs> they didn't say shit, obviously. but Yeah, my brother know. was like, oh, they're doing another Batman. And then he watched it, and then he saw the end where he's like, I'm vengeance. And then he was like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, so yeah. it was like. Okay. They they come in fucking. Maybe the Batman movie will be R rated. Imagine. Oh damn, that'd be cool. That'd be intense. It won't be. It won't be. Yeah, not by long shot. It's not going to be. <laughs> they're not going to limit funds on a Batman. I mean, movie unless movie. unless they do like a director's cut. You they know. might because I have a feeling that they're going to do a. It's one of those ones where it's PG thirteen, but it barely made it. Yeah, and then and then they'll do like when they add the deleted scenes and it's rated R. Yeah. You know, so I'm down with that too. All right, so <laughs> that's pr- that's uh, all the highlights from the uh, from the DC fandom. Lots of good stuff coming lots, out. Yeah, lots of great shit. I de- definitely recommend if you hit in the show notes, uh, get the links to or just Google or just YouTube a lot of that shit. But yeah, you can see the videos for all of them if you haven't already seen them. And uh, yeah, so uh, check it out and yeah, there's some good shit. All right, so lastly up on this extended edition of the ep- <laughs> of the Lazy Geeks. You've said that the last three episodes. <laughs> yeah, the last two ones here. Closing. We just do what we want to fucking do. Yeah. Um, so our- you need to start calling the commercial break the intermission. Yeah, I know. It's like, and then just put in music in there, you know, just put music in between, you know. Have yeah. music <laughs> Have music play us off, have the commercial and the music play yeah. us back on. <laughs> <laughs> or do one of those um one of those old school drive-in commercials you know where they they sing a song and you have a hot dog jumping into the bun it's like going to the concession stand you know <laughs> <laughs> let's all go to the movies oh yeah. shit uh all right so our one last thing tonight it's just this is retarded it's so ridiculous like okay so for those of you in the know um microsoft is uh, in, uh, is updating Windows with a permanent version of the new Chromium Microsoft Edge browser, which you've heard us talk before is a good browser. Fucking miles, miles better than Internet Explorer. Yeah. Um, and it's basically, if you use Google Chrome, it's Chromium. So if you use Google Chrome, 
you're fucking using edge uh no glitches it runs super runs super tits and you have better privacy yeah it's it's like chrome but it doesn't talk to google yeah it's like chrome it talks well, to microsoft <laughs> it's basically a chromium without the, yeah without google yeah it's chromium with some microsoft stuff on it yeah that's really all it is but it's it's solid you know so microsoft is basically replacing the existing edge browser that's in windows 10 with mm-hmm. the new Chromium browser. And as they the, should. As they should. And then in a couple of months, they're going to get rid of IE. So there's going to be another ep- update that gets rid of IE, if you haven't already uninstalled it, because now you can uninstall IE off your computer, which I've done. Um, and so you can get rid of that. But apparently some people are a little pissed off because Microsoft is basically saying you can't install uninstall Edge. Now, <laughs> like this is new, you know, like <laughs> Microsoft's web browser has always been an intricate part of the OS. They, they always are like, you have to have a web browser so you can't uninstall the main one. This has never been a new, a new thing. This has been going on since the 80s. Lo and behold, all of a sudden, everyone's freaking out. Why? Because they're all much pussies who freak <laughs> out about fucking everything. Well, these are the same people that are freaking are pissed off because what? I can't use my PlayStation Four controller on my PlayStation Five. When could you ever? The <laughs> <laughs> fuck out! You could here. never even fucking uninstall IE before. Like I don't. I understand. saw someone. I saw someone. He <laughs> said in a comment, "They go, oh." Typical Microsoft can't uninstall Edge. I guess I'll stick to a Mac. And I'm like, okay, have fun uninstalling Safari. Right. <laughs> what the fuck? Like people nowadays, you just read it and you you, you your your brow is constantly scowled. You're just like, what is happening? <laughs> it makes no sense to me. Yeah. So like I'm happy. I'm happy that Microsoft's replacing Edge with this new one because mm-hmm. the previous one was trash. <laughs> And so, so it's it's kind of interesting, and you you know you see these stories that are popping. I was like, um, you know that like you know people are kind of trashing Microsoft or making fun of it, and I'm kind of like, where have you guys been for the last 15, ten years, it, or at least five? Like, I don't understand where this is coming from. Like this whole concept of like, well, why can't I uninstall it? You can't install unist- like Adam said, you can't uninstall Safari on a Mac. You couldn't uninstall IE off of a desk, off of PC. Like, I don't understand why this is so difficult for people to, to do. <laughs> Somebody in the comments goes, um, why? Why is this even a story? You use that, you use I, um, Edge to download the browser you want and then use the browser you want. I don't understand what the problem is. Right. It's like, it's like that's how it's always been, you know? And it's just, it was, it reminds me like, yeah, remember in the AOL days when you used to log into AOL, then you would minimize and then open up your Netscape browser? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I would always go, go, welcome. And I'd go, goodbye. And then minimize it. (laughs) And then, you know, yeah, then hit Netscape Navigator and then you're, you're, you're good to go. Uh, but yeah, it's like, I was looking at this. I'm like, why is this even a story? And that every time I saw it, I would always post a comment. Like, why is this even a story? You could never do it before. It's like getting pissed off because you can't use your original Xbox controller in your Xbox 360. 
Like, I don't understand why the reason people the, the, why people are bitching so much about something that's never happened before. The main reason it's this way is because on the off chance you have a fresh install of Windows and then you uninstall Edge, you are now fucked. Yeah. Because you can't install a web browser now. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you could. You could download a different computer or whatever. But it's if you want to use Firefox or you want to use Chrome, you just download what you want and fucking never think about Edge again. Yeah. It's, it's not a big deal. And it's not like it takes up that much space. I honestly, when Steve said I uninstalled, he uninstalled IE, I forgot I had IE. Yeah. I just searched him. I'm like, oh, yeah, I do have it. <laughs> yeah. And then when I found like, oh, yeah, I just uninstall Internet Explorer. Okay. And then it was like, okay, done. Like my computer now, um, I just got that. Inst- I think it was on my desktop. I just got that install that said like, it was funny too because like I go, oh, I got an update. I did the update, went, um, did some stuff, turned around, and I saw this big old blue screen on my head. says, welcome to Microsoft Edge. Yeah. And I was like, and it's like, take a tour. And I'm like, how about no? <laughs> so excited. <laughs> and then it's like, are you sure you don't want to hear about it? It's like, no, I don't want to hear about it. And it's like, and then I went back into Firefox. And it was like going, oh my God, you guys, you guys are just so fucking entitled pieces of shit. Like, it's like really that's the kind of thing we're worrying about. If you want that level of control, just download Linux and install it. And then you can see why it wasn't that big of a deal. (laughs) (laughs) Because I can run Linux and I can uninstall every fucking web browser I want. And then I can install it again in the command line if I want. So if you if that's that important to you, <laughs> go right ahead. Yeah, if you want that kind of control, don't have Mac or Windows. Like just right. don't do it. Don't buy closed source software. Yeah. Like it's not even that I don't know why it's a big deal. <laughs> I agree with that dude. Like why is this a story? Why <laughs> yeah. is this you know why it's a story? Because people are dumb. <laughs> Too many people have a platform that don't deserve one. Back in the day, you had to earn the right to have a platform. Mm. And I'm including us. Yeah. Like, we can talk all we want. Fuck you. you can do whatever the hell I want. It's 2020. Exactly. 2020, bitch. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and that's how the internet is now. Everybody has an opinion. The majority of people should not be speaking for everyone. It's funny because I was, I was on uh, – what was it? I can't remember. It was, oh, it was Facebook. And it was – it was – an announcement about something, and then someone said, this is complete garbage. Oh, no, no they said um, uh, something about Mar- uh, something about Marvel, like Endgame and, and Infinity War were garbage, and that I don't understand why you know they made these and blah, 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 went on just a total hate rant. And then all the comments under not, underneath that was like, he's, uh, um, it was just like, um, like, yeah, no one asked for your opinion. Thanks. Because it re- literally had nothing really to do with the article. It was just somebody ranting. and people. I were, see that all the time, and, especially on Twitter. And people are like, oh, cool. You're, you know, your, your opinion means, uh, yeah, nothing. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> it's like, and uh, another bad place for it is TikTok. Like, you'll see people respond to haters on TikTok with TikToks. Like to be like, I just want to say, I don't care about this person's opinion. But I'm like, but you do, though. You're right. Because you're responding. This is exactly what they wanted. Yeah. The content of what you're saying is relevant. 
They just wanted attention and you gave it to them because there was this one, this one where the dude, it was some chick. She was hot Cuban chick. And she's like, um, she's from Florida. So she thoughts like this. (laughs) Um, so he said something about her having no ass or something like that when she obviously has a nice ass. Like it's, Unless you're blind, you know. <laughs> so she made a video about how she doesn't care and da 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 da, and said his name, his screen name, about three times. I'm like, he came three times, yeah, because that's all he wanted. It's like, why are you responding to these fucking people? <laughs> but TikTok's full of young people too who don't know any better. Yeah. But um, like if we ever got, we've got, I think we've gotten some fucking hate, not much, right? But I think once or twice we just laugh about it. Yeah, you know, fuck. And the thing is, is we actually kind of make fun of, but we never give that person. Any we never say who it was. We never say who it was. Because like, <laughs> we know that's what they want. Yeah, they know they want us to say it, but we don't. And then we just kind of give a roundabout about it and just totally talk shit. <laughs> you don't have, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Like I told, um, I think, you know, if you're saying something to someone in power, like the president or something, okay, fine. You know, that makes sense because they're, technically supposed to be working for you (laughs) so you can say what you want to say but if it's some like instagram thought who fucking cares (laughs) i remember there was one chick who her her literal job is in whatever they what do they call it an influencer but she just like models and puts up like um like products like fucking you know protein shakes and shit and then she said something about politics one day and somebody fucking flipped out on her. And I'm like, why do you care what her opinion is? <laughs> this isn't her wheelhouse. She just ha- She's just a normal human being at this point. She has no power over anything. She's just a chick who happened to think one way about a political thing. Like, why is it burning in your soul so much? <laughs> fucking cares. Uh, so oh, thanks for checking out... Um, did you have something else to say? No, I was just saying, okay. I think. Okay. Our, Thanks for checking out our podcast. We really appreciate it. Thanks for checking um, out our TED Talk. <laughs> yes. Every every week. Okay. Um, hold on, because I've zoomed in too much, and now I can't <laughs> see the fucking thing. And, you know, it's my life. It's really complicated these days. And Anyway, um, <laughs> please drop us a review because, you know, just fuck just drop a review all right i want to read it um if you want to help with the beer fund definitely head over to lazygeeks.com and click on our paypal link because you know money (laughs) because money yeah (laughs) Uh, and you can follow us on social media facebook.com slash the lazy geeks twitter and instagram both under at the lazy geeks Comments, suggestions, or questions, email us at themailbag at thelazygeeks.com. And uh, by the way, you can check out a lot of our older versions of these episodes. Uh, Basically, episode 346 on back. You can go ahead and check that out on our YouTube channel. And um, we do have other shows on the Lazy Geeks Network. Very prestigious. Um, This is the main show, obviously, due to the title um we also have a star trek show the away team um and also returning soon is steve's very own the fine line um where you can hear about 
how the government is fucking insane. You can uh, you can basically hear my Twitter's live. <laughs> yeah, he reads Twitter. It's basically, yeah, it's no. I just read uh, my Twitter account. That's really what I do. Steve has always been very interested in politics, so he has some interesting insights on the history of it, and I think it's a solid show. And yes, I did listen to a couple of episodes. Okay. Um, and uh, fucking listen to it. <laughs> Even though this might as well have been an episode of the fine line because we brought it up a <laughs> fucking eight times. Uh, all right. So that is it for us this week. So until next time, I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. And this was The Lazy Geeks. Oh, and uh, wear a goddamn mask. <laughs>